Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with the 258. This is your co-host, Ryan Lincoln. Vinny and Jack couldn't make it today, so we have guest commentators Ethan Kuhn and Vinny LaRossi joining the show. Today, we're covering all things NFL and MLB, including what our fantasy football predictions are and what our MLB power rankings are. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to Unfiltered with the 258. Today, we're talking football, and we got guest commentators Ethan Kuhn and Vinny LaRossi joining us. Boys, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, bud. Oh. Thanks for having me, Logs. No problem. So we're going we're gonna to get right into it. We're going to be talking fantasy football projections today. We're going to start off with quarterback, first position. Kuhn, who do you got at number five? All right, at number five, this one was hard for me for the fifth one. I had a uh, toss-up between Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to give it to Kyler Murray. I mean, he just got D-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, his wide receivers are stacked. I really think he's going to excel this year. No, I agree. At number five, I also had Kyler Murray. I see him this year with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. You got um, Philip Dorsett, too. Actually, not. Never mind. That's on a Seahawks. I got Dorsett. Yeah. Cardinals, I can see Kyler Murray this year throwing easily, like, 35 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. 4,000 yards. Maybe Hopkins getting, like, 15 touchdowns. This year, I think yeah. he's going to be crazy. So, yeah, who, do you, who do you have at number four? Number four, I have Russell Wilson coming mm-hmm. in at number four. I think last season he played lights out. I think this year he's going to have an even better season. I feel like he's his time's kind of running out, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's hungry. I agree. I think he's going to have a good season. Yeah, I also got Wilson at number four. Very similar. DK Metcalf this year, Philip Dorsett, and Tyler Lockett. I feel like this is the year. I don't know if you were listening to it last week, but last week we did the season awards. Wilson was my pick for the MVP. I feel like yeah, this is the year. I feel like he's just going to pop off. Yeah, with Metcalf, I feel like he's going to level up this year. He's yeah. He's a freaking beast. Yeah, I can see him getting like 10 touchdowns this year or something like that. Yeah. So, for number three, I got Sean Watson. So, that's that's yeah, that's kind of controversial, but I don't know. This year I think he's going to do nice. He's got Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he's not DeAndre Hopkins, but... I feel like he's going to be moving the ball around more. He's not going to be trying to force it to Hopkins yeah, all the time. The only reason I didn't have him at number five was just because of T-Hop leaving. I don't know how Brandon Cook's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how his offense is going to be, but I can mm-hmm. I can respect that. Yeah. Who do you got at number three? For me at number three, I have Dak Prescott. Um, he has freaking Amari Cooper. Um, I think Amari Cooper is going to play lights out this year. Mm-hmm. I know last year he didn't do as good as he did the year before when he joined the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a good season. I don't know. I honestly wasn't even considering Dak for my top five just because, I, I don't know, I don't really see him doing much. The Cowboys like will not. be an improvement this year, definitely getting guys like C.D. Yeah, Lamb is going to help them out, but... They're easily going to win that division. That yeah. division is oh, yeah, no, no. Fire. Cowboys, NFC East, definitely, but... Dumpster fire. I don't know. I understand the Cowboys are a shaky team, mm-hmm. but I feel like when it comes up... When it comes to stats and, like, putting up numbers, I feel like Dak Prescott's still going to put up numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. He's going to get rushing yards, too. He's kind of yeah. like a dual threat a little bit. Yeah. I just see him as a guy that late in games, he's always going to be throwing interceptions shit like yeah. that. So, for number two, I got Patrick Mahomes this year. Okay. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But when it yeah. comes to fantasy, Lamar Jackson's going to be getting more rushing yards this year. So, so more touchdowns, maybe. Ah, uh, dude, he slings the fucking ball, dude. Oh yeah, no, Mahomes is definitely it, better than Lamar Jackson, but when it comes to dude, fantasy, I, getting I, stats and I shit under- like that, I think Le- Jackson's gonna so, come out on top. Yeah. 
So for me, for my number two, I have Lamar Jackson because mm-hmm. I, you know, I think he's he's just an amazing football player. Obviously, going to put up stats rushing and throwing the ball, but I just don't see him being better than Pat Mahomes when it comes to fantasy. Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes is just a god on the football field. He's a freaking beauty. I really think he'll outplay Lamar Jackson once it comes mm-hmm. down to it. What I mean, kind of stats you see Mahomes putting up this year? Yeah, um, I mean, if he stays healthy, he could have another, like, 4,000-yard-plus, like, 50-touchdown season. I mean, he's just he's just only getting better. You, mm-hmm. you don't th- Do you think he's going to be the first guy to break 60? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like he has to at this point. some point in his career, he he'll get him. 60. He has the weapons in him. Sammy Watkins took a um, cut to stay. I mean, mm-hmm. he's it got seems looking scary. No, they definitely have a. They can definitely make a run to get like three Super Bowls. They're a dream team on the field. Their offense, it's it's insane. Yeah, I agree. Patrick Mahomes is gonna be scary. He definitely probably will put up like sixty. This year, I could see him easily like forty five hundred yards, minimum forty five touchdowns. I don't know if he'll do fifty again, but definitely some like wicked high shit like that. Yeah, definitely. And then Jackson, I see probably getting another thousand rushing yards this year. Maybe like yeah. 3,500 passing yards, uh, 35 plus touchdowns, maybe total. The thing with Jackson, to me, like, he's unstoppable, but I feel like defenses are going to start to learn, like, how he operates. Because when he came in, like, defenses had no clue what to do with him. Last mm-hmm. year, they barely knew what to do with him, but I feel like people will start, like, understanding his scheme, kind of like they did with Mike Vick. I mean, you can't stop him, but yeah, they'll exactly. start containing him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Who do you think's better, Jackson or Vic so far? From what you've seen from Jackson. I mean, let me, I'm going to say Vic, but let me see at the end of the season how Jackson plays and then I'll decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to check I how many. I need another good year out of him to, to, fully, mm-hmm. to fully decide. I feel like he has more potential than Vic did coming into his third year. We should prob- yeah, we should, I see that. We should also probably look in the shed of Lamar Jackson to see how many dog carcasses he has. Coming in yeah. from left field, not so ironically, Vinny LaRosi. Yeah, coming out of fucking right field. I mean, I, I think that automatically puts Lamar probably a little bit ahead. Uh, I don't think he has any, for the record. I'm not saying he does. Uh, yeah. I think he's probably he innocent. The, he's, he does got the dog in him, though. Oh, no, he, he, he okay. does have the dog in him. The dog is inside right. and not in the dumpster. All right, so moving on to, <laughs> moving on to running backs. Number five on... Um, I got Alvin Kamara this year. Last year, he kind of had a rough year in fantasy, but I feel like this year he's going to redeem himself. When he's on, he's kind of like a cheat code. Jabriz can feed him 30 times a game, either rush and pass, and he's going to be all set. But, um, um, for me, I this is also another toss-up with me. I'm a huge Kamara fan. Mm-hmm. I picked him up in fantasy that year, and he blew up. Yeah, he, uh, mm-hmm. he had like an okay game against the Pats. I remember he only had like eleven fantasy points. Yeah, I remember his that season. And then I was like, honest, I see something in him. He went off that year. Um, last year though, he was kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to put Dalvin Cook ahead of him only because mm-hmm. I think he's more trustworthy after that season. Yeah, I definitely can't go against that. For my number five, I was debating between Kamara, Dalvin Cook, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like with their quarterback and how the offense is built. I can see Kamara yeah. probably getting better production than Cook this year. Plus, Cook is always um, injury prone. Mm-hmm. If he can stay on the field, then he honestly might yeah, finish in front of Kamara. Yeah, if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's number four, I got Derrick Henry. I think he's going to be the yep. same beast that we saw at the end of last year. 
He's going to be racking up yards. I don't think he's going to get the rushing title again, but I can see him as a guy that will put up, like, 24 to 25 points per game, oh, yeah. probably in fantasy. Yeah, I have the same thing. I have Derrick Henry. When mm-hmm. I was looking at um, the top fantasy running backs, I was so surprised to see him at, like, number, like, 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was, like, there's just no way that he's not going to be a top 5 fantasy yeah, exactly. running back. I understand it's PPR. He might not get a lot of catches out of the backfield, but mm-hmm. towards the end of last season, he started. they started doing screen plays to him. They started really trying to, like, mix him around, do different plays with him. So yeah. I think he's going to continue to just be a beast and have a good year. Yeah, I feel like they just don't think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns this year. Like, I saw the projections. They have him around eight. I can see him getting, like, 13, 14, something around there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, easily. Goal line, I feel like he's just going to punch it in every single time. There's, like, nothing. Who are they going to use there? Yeah, he's probably the best power back in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, he's literally, like, a freaking D-end running the ball. Yeah, he's like a modern-day Jim Brown. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's more of, like, a... A non-fat Eddie Lacy. That that (laughs) is a great... I forgot about Eddie Lacy completely (laughs) until you just told me that. Holy yeah. shit. I, f- like, completely forgot yeah, about it. Yeah, he was nasty as rookie year, and then he just became fat as shit. Yeah, I went to the Seahawks. I, dude, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, he was a monster. Mm-hmm. All right, so who do you got for number three? Number three, I got Zeke. I feel like yeah. that offensive line, you can't lose. Zeke's obviously a very talented runner. Um, yep. This year, Cowboys offense, like you were saying, with Dak, I feel like he could be hitting Zeke on a lot of screen oh, yeah. passes, getting a lot of touchdowns, not only rushing the ball, but also receiving it. Yeah. Uh, I see him popping off. Oh, yeah, I have Zeke as well. He's mm-hmm. just a freaking beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, his offensive line, like, no matter who you put back there, they're going to do well. But yeah, exactly. Just, even when he gets past that first line of defense, he's still a freaking beast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I got him at number three as well. Yeah, I think Zeke's nasty, but I don't know. He's nasty, but you can't put him in front of the guys like, say, Quan or McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, obvious. So, for number two, I got Saquon. I feel like you can't go wrong putting Christian McCaffrey again at number one. Last year, he arguably had the greatest fantasy season of all time. I know firsthand from that since he got won me the fantasy championship. But but Saquon this year, I feel like he's going to be nasty. His offensive line is still dog shit, but I don't know. He's a gifted runner. If you put him on the Cowboys with the offensive line that Zeke has, I mean, that'd be like putting Barry Sanders on the Cowboys back in the 90s. So I got the same thing, Saquon number two, McCaffrey number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saquon's got refrigerators for calves. Dude's an absolute monster. They are nice. I mean, he, he he's just a beast. I, I don't really see him slowing down. I think he's only getting better. Mm-hmm. But McCaffrey's got to be number one. I mean, he's the best PPR running back maybe ever, mm-hmm. especially with last season. Like, that was just an insane season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like without Cam... I mean, they're going to probably rely on him a lot more. Yeah. Um, and plus, like, with having um, – who, who, who's their quarterback right now? Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. For some reason, I was thinking Tyra Taylor. But, yeah, with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, he's going to need him, like, a lot as a safety outlet mm-hmm. if they're trying to pass downfield. I mean, yeah, he's he's just going to blow up. Do you see, him, you see him being an improvement from last year or maybe being, like, slightly worse than he was from last year? Um, like, getting, say, like – 1,200 I mean, rushing with, yards, with 900 receiving. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I still think he's going to just put up numbers. I mean, there's just no way yeah. that he doesn't pop off. Yeah, as long as you're just feeding the ball like 40 times a game, he's obviously going to rack up stats. <laughs> to be fair, though, last year Cam Newton wasn't in the entire season, so it wasn't like yeah. he had 
16 games with Cam Newton. He'll probably do better because mm-hmm. that's the reason he did so good last year. Like they, like he was a safety outlet. Anytime they try to pass downfield and the receivers recovery, which they didn't have any good receivers besides maybe DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I mean. He was just the guy to go to. He's the yeah, he, was, he was honestly a Chico last year. Like I think yeah, last year's season was better than like Marshall Fox season when he caught a thousand and ran for a thousand. Oh, it, yeah, definitely. definitely. That guy is he, He's pretty much a third down back on the field the entire game. It's yeah, he's kind of scary. Third down back. Yeah. So moving on to wide receivers, number five, I got Devontae Adams. It's Rogers' go-to guy with Devin Funchess often out. That's only going to give him more targets. Uh, last year he's a top five receiver, and this year I just feel like he maybe could finish in the top three, but I think it's safe to put him at number five. Okay, all right. For uh, for me, I, this is another toss up one. I know I always get confused. Like I just don't know what to put here, but mm-hmm. for me it's a toss up between Chris Goodwin and Tyree Kill. Ooh. I think Chris Goodwin's gonna have a godly season with Brady, mm-hmm. especially with all their options. They're gonna there's, they can't double team him they can't double team mike evans mm-hmm. so he's gonna be literally one-on-one all season and it's gonna be kind of like how the, uh the pats had randy moss and west welker mm-hmm. like west welker was putting up numbers because they had to double team um randy moss yeah i feel like it's gonna be kind of the same thing and that's also why chris goodwin did so good last year so but when it comes down to it if i was Picking like if it was my pick in a draft and I had Chris Goodwin and Tyree Kill left, mm-hmm. I'd probably still pick Tyree Kill because that's just a safe bet. But yeah. I think Chris Goodwin's gonna do better, so I'm gonna go with Chris Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin, I think definitely has like a lot of upside for next year. I didn't, I honestly don't have him in my top five. I'd probably put him in my top seven because last year he proved that he was a good yeah. receiver, but obviously we yeah. haven't seen him with Brady yet. But yeah, I don't know. Number four, I got Tyree Kill. I think. Fucking, yep. he's, he's insane fastest guy in the NHL or I mean NFL <laughs> Freaking, he's only getting better Mahomes is only getting better next year I could see Mahomes getting like or I mean Hill getting 100 receptions probably catching 1400, 1400 yards catching like 12 touchdowns shit like that oh, yeah. he's gonna pop Definitely. off yeah he's gonna have a good season who do you got number 4 number 4 I have Devontae Adams Ooh, okay. I mean, he's just you know he's a great player I think mm-hmm. Rodgers has a lot to prove this year with uh, them drafting uh, Love, and I think that he's just gonna he's just gonna pop off. I think Rodgers is gonna have a good season too, and mm-hmm. uh, it's only gonna make Devontae Adams better. And like you said, he has more targets coming his way with Funches out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who's like who's their third or Valdis Valdis Scantling is their second oh, receiver right now. The guy yeah, with like, the they name. Don't really, they don't even have really a second option. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's going to have to He's gonna have to pop off if they want to win games. Yeah. I don't know. The Rodgers this year I think is going to have one of his best seasons because he's going to try mm-hmm. to prove Jordan Love doesn't deserve to be the starting yeah. quarterback. Like he's, Which I think was a good move by the Packers too. Yeah. Kind of get him, get him going a little bit, you know. Yeah, they basically did the exact same thing they did with Rodgers with um, Brett Favre. Yeah. They're going to light a little, uh, little fire under his ass. Get him a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for number three this year, I got DeAndre Hopkins. Where like we were saying with Kyler Murray, I think Hopkins yeah. is going to be godly this year. Probably seventeen touchdowns, thirteen hundred yards, um, yeah. probably like ninety plus receptions, something like that. He's going to be the go-to yeah. red zone target. Definitely. 
Uh, for me, I have Julio Jones coming in at number three. Okay. I mean, he's just proved himself to be the best receiver in the league, mm-hmm. besides Michael Thomas, obviously, coming up on him. But I think he's just still going to excel, have a great year. Um, who's – like, I don't think he has um, – or Matt Ryan has many options, really, either. I mean, yeah. I know they added um, Todd Gurley. So the running game mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little bit more used. But mm-hmm. still, I think Julio's just going to have a great year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who's their second guy? Um, they lost... Calvin Ridley. Sanu. Oh, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah. Ridley. Who's, who's a good player? He's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so for number two, I got Julio. Basically flip-flopping yeah. right there. Like, I, I think Julio is definitely better than DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of people nowadays I want to say Hopkins is better, but I just don't yeah. see it. Julio's a freak. Like, he's a prototype. I think he's one of the best receivers the game's ever seen. Him and Antonio, in my opinion, are, like, up there for, like, best receivers of our generation. Yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely, like, recently in the second half of the past decade. Yeah. But with Matt Ryan, you know he's going to be getting the ball, putting up high numbers every single year, 10-plus touchdowns, like, ton of yards. Like, of course. He's definitely going to pop off for, like, a 200-yard receiving game this year or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's bound to. He's just that type of, that type of freak. Yeah, so um, I got Julio for two. Who do you got for number two? For me, number two, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Now, I agree with you. I agree with you that Julio might be a better receiver. Mm -hmm. But I think DeAndre Hopkins is just going to have a way better year. I mean, he has Kyler Murray coming in, like, playing really good. I think he needs, like, a DeAndre Hopkins type, even Mm -hmm. though he has Larry Fitzgerald and a couple other options. Mm -hmm. I feel like them two together are going to play, like, out of their minds, and I think he's going to have a great season. I see him with, like, 100-plus catches, Mm -hmm. like, 1,400 yards. I think he's going to have a really good season. Yeah, I definitely can't dispute um, you putting Hopkins over Julio because those guys you can, like, flip-flop. This year with... um, You can interchange. Yeah. I mean, I have trouble putting one over the other. I just think D-Hop's kind of got, like, some some fire under him thinking like I've, I've heard i saw like stories saying that he's like falling off or something i don't know some something no, that's really report. yeah and it's like he's he's still he's still that guy he's gonna yeah definitely i mean dude he is he is the leading sauce master of the nfl yeah, there's he, nobody he's a saucy guy he, he really <laughs> is dude. like he's the fourth he's the fourth migo he really he really <laughs> is dude like he, he's he's that guy dude yeah, but I think this year with um him with Kyler, we could see a better version of DeAndre Hopkins yeah, than we ever did with thinking. Deshaun. I, mean, I know Deshaun Watson's a, he's a good quarterback, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think they'll have like a good connection in yeah. Kyler. So that means number one, we both got Michael Thomas. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, yeah. who who else is, are you gonna put there? Yeah, after last year, again the most receptions. Like you know, he he's just. Was, a, he, I mean, you could have made an argument that he was the the MVP. I mean, he's, yeah, exactly. He's, he's unstoppable. Yeah, you know he's going to be getting a shitload of targets. He's going to be pulling yep. him in, too. Like, I wouldn't yep. doubt if he gets, like, another probably 130 reception year this year. Oh, yeah. But, um... No doubt. My question for you is... Like the, the Saints, they kind of have, like, a... I mean, the last, what, two or three years, they've been boned in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have, like, some sort of chip on their shoulder. And I think I think they're going to play well this season. Yeah, I think they're going to play well. It's just, like, all about if they can get over that curse in the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like yeah. every year I say that they're going to do it this year, but then something and then, happens yeah, and they just get fucked over. Yeah, yeah. But my question for you is, is um, do you think Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the NFL? Right now? Yeah, not talking, like, I'm, fantasy, just, like, thinking, no, no, is he the yeah. best receiver uh, in the NFL? After, after last season, I do. 
he as a former wide receiver he mm-hmm. is the best route runner i have ever seen in my life like he is unguardable mm-hmm. he's gonna even against some of the best um cornerbacks he still gets open like it's nothing he's he's a god i think these next couple of years he's gonna be the top receiver and it's not even gonna be a debate yeah i agree with that right now though i would probably still put julio over him yeah i still like... put julio on top maybe but it's just like after last season i i don't know yeah after last season i definitely can't disagree if you want to say he's on best receiver in the nfl he arguably had the best receiving year ever he got the most receptions ever in a season but um i don't know julio you're gonna throw it to one guy i think he'll come down with it over anybody in the nfl i think it's also uh, important to note about uh michael thomas is that not only does he put the team on his back like a certain Green Bay Packers wide receiver with the name Greg Jennings. He is. He does, he does kind of remind me of a Greg Jennings. I can see that. Yeah, he's, better Greg, he's better, Greg Jennings. He's better, Greg Jennings. He puts back, the team on his back, though. Hard. Put the team on his back, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on to tight ends, who do you have at number five? For number five, this one's a little iffy, but I think Hunter Henry. There we go. Wow. That okay. is a I great have pick. Henry number five, one, because. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is going to start the whole year. I mean, who mm. who does? I right? see him starting maybe like the first four games yeah, of the year I, and then Herbert takes gonna, over. I don't think he's going to start the whole year, but even with Tyrod Taylor and then the rookie quarterback coming in, I mean, they're going to have to use Hunter Henry. He's going to have to be a safety outlet. Mm. They're going to have to do quick plays to him and, um, you know, get to learn the playbook. Both of them are going to have to use the tight end. Mm-hmm. So I think he's gonna have a really really good season. Yeah, I honestly didn't really even consider Hunter Henry. It's just he's always injured. Like yeah, going into fantasy, I, yeah. I'll, I'll pick him up as like a backup backup tight end. But I I don't see him playing more than maybe like six or yeah. seven games. He just always it's, gets injured. It's crazy. It's like Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed was always nasty on the Redskins, but he was always injured. So yeah. you just got no it's, production from him. Yeah, it, it's crazy with tight ends in fantasy because there's really only a couple that will put up like over ten points every game. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's really debatable with the top five, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good season if he stays healthy. Yeah. For number five for me, I got Zach Ertz. He's Carson Wentz's go-to number guy. number five? Yeah, number five. Disrespecting my man. Nah. I think, I don't know, last year he kind of had a falling off year. The year before he got the most receptions ever by a tight end, definitely, like, He's yeah. going to go down as one of the best tight ends ever just for that one season. But Yeah, definitely. I don't know. They got Alshon Jeffrey, too, with Marquise um, Goodwin opting out. That's going to even get Ernst even more targets this year. But yeah, definitely. I don't know. I see guys like Mark Andrews, Gronk, Kittle, and Kelsey over him. Like, I don't know. Andrews last year did nasty, but yeah. I don't know. Ernst didn't live up to the production that he had in the previous years last year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, who do you got for number four? Number four, I got Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. I mean, man's man's a beast. I think um, with Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's just gonna excel. They have they have decent receivers, but I mean, I feel like he's gonna be one of their main targets mm-hmm. coming into the year. I think he's gonna have an insane season. And the only reason I'm, I have him at number four is just because there's three guys that are definitely better than him. But yeah. he's he's gonna have a good year. Mm-hmm. Who's uh who's the other guy they drafted? The tight end uh with the hair. <laughs> the Ravens? Um, yeah. First sure. round the year before. Hold on. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, but I also have Mark Andrews. Last year, I'd say he was probably Jackson's most reliable target. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've never even heard of that First guy. round draft pick. Damn. Yeah, but yeah, they blew Mark him. Andrews outplayed the, the fuck out of him, so. Yeah. Yeah, Andrews last year with Fantasy, I kept seeing the first couple of weeks that he was going off. He came out of nowhere. He was definitely a sleeper yeah, pick from last year. I was trying year. to pick him up. I think he got picked up, like, at the week I was trying to pick him up by someone else. Yeah. Yeah, but last year I feel um, he was probably Jackson's go-to target, even over guys like Hollywood Brown, I'd yeah. say. Like he's and definitely with Jackson as like a scramble quarterback, mm-hmm. the tight end's gonna be his first target. Like that's there for him. Yeah. Because exactly. when he runs outside, a mm-hmm. linebacker's gonna come to him because he's gonna be the main priority, and he can just dump it over to the tight end. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. So for number three, I got Gronk. Oh my god, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, took a year off. He's now fully yeah. healthy. He looks slimmer, so that means he'll be faster. If he still has the same beast in him, he's going to have his boy Brady. I easily can see him getting, like, 10-plus touchdowns this year. Yeah, I'm not mean, saying 1,000 yards, anything like that, but I could definitely see him getting, like, double-digit yeah. touchdowns. I, I saw a list of the top five tight ends or top ten tight ends, and I saw him at, like, number two or number three, and I just I just don't see it. I mean, I'm a huge Gronk fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Love Gronk. I just don't think he's going to have that type of year, and I think that – Maybe in the end of the season, they'll start working him in a lot, but I feel like he's not going to be used that much until, like, later in the season. Yeah. I don't know. I see when they're in the red zone. I respect it. I respect it, but... Yeah. When they're in the red zone, I don't really see Godwin getting that many touchdown catches. He's going to be getting all the catches, getting them to the red zone, but when they're in the red zone, I see it either being Gronk or Mike Evans. And when you have those two options on either side of the field, that's scary. Yeah, definitely. Like, those are two guys you cannot put in single coverage. Yeah. So, um, for, who you got? For me, for number three, I have Zach Ertz, Ooh, my okay. guy. Okay. He's just he's just a beast tight end. I know last year he didn't have that great of a season, but I think this year he's gonna play well. Um, he's just he's just a beast. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. I think he'll come in at number three. I just you know, there's two guys that are just obviously better than him, but yeah, he's, he's a beast on the field. Yeah. So moving on to those two guys, uh, clear favorites are obviously George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, now where do you put them both? Though? That's the... Um, I got Kelsey as the number one. He was known, yes. towards the end of Gronk's reign, he was starting to get talked about as the top tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Ever since Gronk left, he's been the clear guy for it. Kittle last year came onto the scene, he became nasty, but with Kelsey's production over the last couple of years, especially him having a quarterback like Pat Mahomes, yeah. I got to give the top spot to Kelsey. Yeah. I have the same thing. I have Kelsey number one, Kittle number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kelsey's just he's just more reliable than Kittle from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kittle's still a beast, though. I mean, you can't take it away from him. Him and Jimmy G have a nice connection, I feel like. And he's he's really good at breaking tackles, too. Like, mm-hmm. one of the best um, tight ends at that. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey's more, like, he's kind of like a receiver playing tight end that's just a big dude. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can get about it, but I think Kelsey is going to have like a 80 plus reception year. Honestly, he's he's just a savage. Yeah, I see him and Tyreek both having monster years this year. Yeah, definitely. But with Kittle, at first, I wasn't sure if um to like believe into the hype with him because obviously you see like some tight ends they have yeah. a couple nasty yeah, yeah. games or a nasty season and then they just fall off. But I don't know, yeah. he's definitely proved he's for real. Who's that guy on the the Colts with the long hair? Um, um Dallas Clark. 
No, but Dallas Clark was oh, a savage. Um, uh, Will Ty, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, yeah. yeah. I mean, he kind of reminded me of him at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, but he's he's definitely way better. I think he's going to still have a monster year. Yeah, Jack Doyle is just like your average starting tight end. Yeah, and go- I feel like when Jimmy G went to the 49ers, mm-hmm. they didn't take the Pats playbook, but you could see them kind of doing what the Pats did. And that's why George Kittle had such a great year. Like Definitely. that connection with the quarterback and tight end, yeah. having him line up as like a slot, having him like wide out. Like that's things you don't really see before Belichick with that offense and having, uh, or McDaniel's with that offense, having Gronk just line up everywhere because he's just, you know, he's a savage. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Even they were doing that with like guys like Aaron Hernandez, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean Antonio Gates, obviously, but. Yeah, I still I still count Antonio Gates as a wide receiver. I mean, yeah, you know, what I'm saying? I've never seen him block once in my life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So moving on to defenses, number five, yes. I got my fifth defense this year as the Ravens. Okay, I think they're going to be pretty nasty. They got guys like Calais Campbell in their secondary, Marlon Humphrey, Earl Thomas, and Marcus Peters. That's arguably the best secondary yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, that's definitely. gross. This year, I think they're definitely going to be a number five team, but. I see they got four teams above them that I think their defense will be better than. Yeah. Um, for me, I had a toss-up between the um, Bears and the Pats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pats, now that they lost Hightower, it's kind of like, you know, like, what what, are they, what is their linebackers really going to do? They don't really have that well of a linebacker core. Yeah. But, um, so I'm probably going to go with the Bears because the Bears do – Every season, put up points for fantasy. Mm-hmm. They're just a really like gritty team, causing fumbles, and yeah. with a beast like uh, Khalil Mack. I mean, how could you go wrong? Yeah. He's gonna get, he's gonna get sacks. He's gonna get fumbles, even interceptions. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a savage. Oh yeah, no, he's a beast. I think he's still like a top three defensive player. Yeah, Plus, no they got doubt. guys like Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, and yeah. Roquan Eddie Smith as their other linebacker too is terrible. Yeah, Roquan Smith. Um, he. He didn't really have the best season last year, mm-hmm. but I think this year he's going to prove himself. Yeah. He's he's a savage, too. So, for number four, I got the Denver Broncos defense this year. Okay. I, th- I got the Broncos as my sleeper team this year, but I don't know. Yeah. The Broncos just got Terrell was... Casey. They got Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, and um, yeah. recently got A.J. Bouye. Those are all very good additions. So Yeah. I can see they're dominating this year, being good reason for – Big part of the reason why the Broncos reached the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking about putting them at number five. They didn't make my top five only because, like, I don't know. I don't know if their offense will, like, stay on the field so they don't have to be on the field as long, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I don't really know how that's going to go for them. But for me at number four, I have the Ravens. Like you said, they added Clyde Campbell. They have an extraordinary secondary, like, insane Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll be putting up like a lot of interceptions and just holding teams to not much points. And I think their offense, even though they're like a really high-paced scoring offense, yep. they'll keep them on the field or keep them off the field. I agree. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're going to dominate this year. Yeah. And then number three for my defenses, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, at number three. Yeah, so the 49ers defense last year, probably best defense in the NFL. Um, yeah. I think it's hard to duplicate that type of success back-to-back years. 
but I yeah. think they're still going to be up there for one of the best defenses with guys like Bosa and Sherman in the same defense. You can't go wrong. They're going to dominate this year. Definitely make a deep playoff run with the defense leading the charge, but I don't know. I just don't see yeah. them being the top defense again this year. I, mean, I respect it. I disagree, but I, I respect it. Who do you got at number three? For me, I got the Steelers. Got my guy TJ Watt only getting mm-hmm. better and better. The better Watt, by the way. Ooh, ooh I think okay. Gonna, That's I think a hot take. Go down. I think he's going to go down being better than JJ. Wow. I mean, I'm a big Wisconsin guy, so you know. Yeah. I'm you see, you see him winning three defensive player of the years? I think eventually he's going to be that good, dude. He's. Wow. I mean, I know you got guys like Joey Bosa. Yeah. People like that, but it, he's he's a savage. I I really like him. I think the Steelers' secondary is, I mean, I think they're pretty good. Um, yeah. so I Joe Hayden Steelers, and Minka, you can't go wrong with Joe, that. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with them. Minka is a beast. Uh, too bad Gucci isn't here yeah. to, uh, you know, fucking suck him off a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, the, the Steelers, I think I have them at number three. Yeah, so for number two, I got the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to be pretty gross this year. I think um, <laughs> they're actually even going to win the AFC East this year. I yeah. Think, yeah but, uh, most likely, yeah. Yeah, but with Sadly. guys like Tredavious White's now playing, at first it was reported he was going to sit out this year. That would have changed the whole aspect of the Bills' defense, but the fact that he's still playing, him and Micah Hyde for the yeah. secondary, that's gross. Then you got guys yeah. like Ed Oliver, a guy that just got arrested for a bullshit reason. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, what was his charge? I think not. He didn't even get charged, but he got like pulled over and said that he was racially profiled or something because like they made him do a breathalyzer and he blew like a point oh oh yeah like, i don't know but, shit. you didn't get charged though so yeah that, that's that's, that's for that's for a different podcast jesus so. christ yeah yeah but um with their defense i think they're definitely gonna be nasty this year yeah. they've always had a reputation for having an insane defense next year i think it's just gonna carry over and lead to a division title yeah, I have the Bills too. I mean, fucking Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. I just love the grit <laughs> and stuff they play with. It's like the old school Raiders. Yep. They have a nasty secondary. Um, one guy you did not mention, Jordan Poyer. I think he's going to have another great year. Yeah, he's, he's a, a savage. His wife's hot. <laughs> just, had to, just had to slip that in there. Um, Rachel Bush, if you're hearing this, hit me up. Um, they're, they're just a savage team. They play real gritty. Mm-hmm. I love the way they play, and I also think they'll probably win the AFC East. I mean, and I think they're gonna have like a good playoff run. They're really, uh, I mean, people are sleeping mm-hmm. on them, but yeah. I think they're gonna have uh, like a good year. They have a little guy, big guy, behind yeah. uh, center named uh, Josh Allen. I think yeah, he's got uh, more hops, hops in the brewery. Uh, the newer can- ever, Matt Stafford, but better. No, Matt Stafford. Yeah, dude, he's he got he a is, cannon like Stafford. He's better, Roethlisberger. Right. What? Yes. All right. Well, stay right, on topic. Yeah, that, that was a hot take actually. But my number one defense this year, I got the Steelers. Like you were saying, T.J. Watt. I think he's nasty. Cam Hayward yep. was just saying he's gonna try to get like 15 sacks this year. Yep. And then I mean, Devin Bush. He was good pickup. I think he was nasty. He was gross at Michigan. And then defense on secondary, you got guys like Bud Dupree, fucking Joe Hayden, Minka. Yeah, Bud Dupree is that boy. He is. He's yeah. Sad. Bud Dupree is nasty. He's slept on. Yeah, definitely. He's one of those guys that always gets the job done, but never gets any recognition for it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I got the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year they they proved themselves. They are a filthy defense. 
Um, I really think Joey Bosa is probably going to win um, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, really? he's just he's that guy. He's he's a savage. I think he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ethan, and, you, got, you got the wrong uh, Bosa there, buddy. Um, no, nah, Nick yeah. Bosa I think is better than Nick Joey. Bosa. My bad, oh, my yeah. bad. Nick Bosa. I always confuse him. But. Yeah, it happens so sometimes. Nick Bosa, I think he's going to win um, Defensive Player of the Year. I could see that. He's, he's a savage. Definitely better than Joey, too. Don't. Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. definitely. Joey's still gross. I think, but... I think the Chargers messed up signing him for that much money. Well, but... the Chargers the Chargers also drafted a quarterback with the last name Herbert, so that's also a big problem with yeah. the organization. <laughs> yeah. So, 49 I think, he's gonna be, I think Herbert's going to be all right, though. But they have, they're starting a quarterback with the last name Herbert on the jersey. It's not going to look good. They're probably going to get really down on themselves. I don't know. Maybe. So, moving on to kickers, we'll do this quick, because, like, who gives a fuck about kickers? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, kickers, I basically, when I rank them, I just judge it off how the offense is going to do. So, I was yeah. ranking, basically, my best offenses this year. Number five, I got Will Lutz with the Saints. Saints are definitely going to be putting up a lot of points, and Will Lutz has always been a reliable kicker. Yep. Uh, who you got number five? I got Matt Prater. He's just uh, <laughs> he's just a good kicker. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, like, he's always I been one like of the best. Always... I, I just don't see his offense the getting Lions, the points. I understand that, but I feel like the Lions literally, the reason why Matt Prater always has high fantasy points is mm-hmm. because the Lions get within 50 yards and then just don't do anything, and then it's fourth down, they need him to kick. Yeah, did, They're just one of those teams. There's a couple of those teams that, did, like, I, I the fantasy kicker will put up points because their team can't get into the end zone. Yeah. Did you guys really need to bring up five kickers apiece? I feel like I mean, that's kind of a right, lot. All right, all right, fine. I'll just go, like, my list real just quick. Just go through your list. I'll yeah. go through mine. So, number five, Wool Lust. Number four, Robbie Good. Uh, fucking Good. Fucking 49ers are going to be nasty this year. Greg Zerline going to the Cowboys at number three. He's going to be nasty sure. this year. Number two, Harrison Butker for the Chiefs. And then number yep. one, Justin Tucker. Been yep. the best kicker Mom's for the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. The opera singer. He's an I opera singer. In his spare time. He is an opera singer. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen he, a professional a athlete do. But I mean, aren't, aren't all kickers honestly? Uh, there's not a normal kicker in the league. Yeah, they're the goalies of the NFL. Yeah, um, I got Matt Prater number five, number four Will Lutz, mm. uh, number three Greg the Leg, uh, number two mm. I have Harrison Butler, and number one Justin Tucker. Where's uh, yeah. is third leg Greg not on that list? No, no. third leg Greg was like number <laughs> three. Yeah, Greg's legs just, just freaking leg, man. Yeah. So, those are all our fantasy predictions. I want to move on. I want to talk about the Patriots for a couple minutes. Just their whole all roster. Right. What you think about the Patriots this year? Yeah, Where they're going to finish? What their depth's like? Like not looking good. Huge, huge overview. I mean, I feel like before the season starts, we'll pick up like a linebacker, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. But I mean, we do have that next man up mentality. So yeah. Hopefully, I mean, Honestly, hopefully, like, Jawan Bentley or Brandon King. Oh, I think Brandon he's King out. Bentley's out. Bentley's out? Yeah, he's opting out. Really? Did he opt? Oh, okay. I didn't see that he opted out already. I didn't see that. Nah. No, he wasn't All out. right. I guess. But I was going to say, Brandon King, he I think he's going to have to step up. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, having not having Hightower, especially the dude who calls our defense, he's, he's a huge part of our defense. Mr. February, like... Belichick yep. says, I mean, that's a huge loss. And then losing, um, is it Cannon we lost? Right? 
Yeah, Marcus Cannon, uh, Hightower, yeah. and Patrick Chung. Yeah, and then Patrick Chung. I mean, I feel like obviously Patrick Chung's like a really good, solid Patriots player. Like he's just yeah. a he's a Patriot, but I feel like he's the least of my worries. Like Cannon is a big guy we need, especially seeing seeing last season with mm-hmm. our O line playing like that when we didn't have anyone like. I don't know. I yeah, feel like man. he's probably our biggest loss next to Hightower. Yeah, definitely. He's going down as one of the best linemen for the Patriots this decade. Yeah, definitely. He's he's really one of the best linemen we yeah. have ever had. Yeah, but, but with, with him often out, it means Yodney Juste, I think is how you pronounce his name, yeah. is the next offensive yeah. lineman to take his place. Like, I don't really know anything about him, but judging by his name, he doesn't really sound like he's anything. I like the name. There was a guard we were going to sign, but I think he decided not to sign with us or something. Really? But, well, fuck him, yeah, man. But, um, you know who yeah. shouldn't sign? Marshall Newhouse. You should probably fire that guy yeah. off into the sun. Why? He's the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen play <laughs> football. All right, but uh, I saw some post that was talking about Hightower, like, opting out, and the comments were like, who cares? Like, he's not a, he's not even a top 10 linebacker. He's the leader of the defense. Oh, it's absurd, dude. He's literally the leader of our defense. Yeah. I I didn't understand that when I saw that post, but I mm. don't know. I think the Pats probably still they're probably gonna go like eight and eight, maybe mm. nine and seven. Gonna come in second in the division. I think they'll sneak their way into the playoffs. But yeah, it's not it's not really looking like a good year for us. Yeah. There's a lot of things saying we're gonna purposely lose for freaking Lawrence, but I don't know. I don't see that. Yeah, that'd be sick if we got Lawrence, but the chances of it happening, I think, yeah. are very slim. And don't don't get me wrong, this is this is a really hot take. I think Lawrence is going to be good in the NFL, but I don't really see the hype around him. I think really? when I saw him in that big game against um, who who they play um, in the national championship um, when they lost by a ton. Oklahoma. Yeah that, yeah, that game made me look at him differently. Honestly. Really? Yeah, but I, I, I still think he's going to be a good guy. I see Lawrence and Mahomes rule in the NFL for the next decade or two. Yeah, which I respect, but I don't yeah. know. But also, a guy that I think is going to have a huge year for the past mm-hmm. is my guy Chase Winovich. Yeah. Ooh, the big dog. Chase, he reminds yeah. me of Clay Matthews. The bleach blonde right. hair. I think he's going to have a good season. Yeah, I, I think, think he's going to put up like over like seven sacks. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have, like, outstanding year. Yeah, I had him at, like, six sacks this year. I think he's going to be yeah. pretty nice. He's arguably going to be the best guy on the defensive line this year. He is the Ric yeah. Flair of the Patriots with that hair that he yeah. had last year. It was absolutely I think, beautiful. I think he's going to have to really step up on defense because he is one of the best players we have. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence guy's good, but, like, within the middle – I mean, besides our secondary, he's probably one of the best yeah. guys we got. One guy that's um nobody's talking about that the Patriots got was Adrian Phillips. Yeah. Now that Chung's yeah. out, he's going to be the starting strong safety. He was an All Pro in 2018. Yeah. Like, he's he's going to be. He's, he's going to be great next to Devin McCourty. I think he's going to have a great season. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, how do you guys feel about Lamar Miller coming onto the Pats? Yeah. Classic uh, Belichick move. Classic I mean, Belichick. like. Miller, I think he's going to be good. I just don't see why the need of getting him. We don't like, need more. Yeah, have Sony Michelle's on yeah. the pop list right now, but you still got James well, White, Rex got, Burkhead. We got, we got and, three good running backs. Yeah, and we didn't try out Damian Harris last year. Like Damian I, Harris, I think he's good. He's like a good goal line short yardage running back. But I honestly think since we signed Lamar Miller, I mean they're probably going to have to duke it out. But I think we're 
gonna end up cutting Damian Harris, which yeah. is sad because I think he's a good player. Yeah, he'll probably move it to like the practice squad. Yeah, uh, I mean we might have to bring him up if someone gets hurt. Yeah, which isn't, which isn't Bol- bad, but yeah, with Bolden opting out, that allows like a spot open for him. Probably. Yeah. Um, but linebackers, still- linebackers, okay. a guy that's um slept on is Josh Uche and Anthony Jenkins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uche, I think's nasty. I think um I saw a stat that. For QB pressures this year, percentage-wise, he had a higher percentage than guys like Chase Young. Like, he's gross. Oh, wow. He's he's so quick off the ball, he gets after there. He's going to be hitting the quarterback every time after when he's almost done with his throw, he's going to be in there. As for Anthony Jenkins, he was one of the big guys on Alabama's defense last year. We yeah. got him in the third round. Uche we got in, I think, also the third round, maybe the second. Yeah, but, I think it was the third. Yeah, both of those, I think, were the steals of the draft. Uh, yeah. I wasn't big on Kyle Duggar, the first draft pick, but... I'd say third we'll round, he hit see, it out of the we'll park. We'll see how he does. I mean, he's going to have to compete with Adrian Phillips. Yeah. Which is, like, that's that's a hard person to compete with. But I think he's going to get his, his, like, snaps. And I think he'll play all right. Yeah. I'm, but, not, um, I'm afraid he's going to be, like, another Tavon Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, that's going down as the worst draft pick ever. Yeah. Um, I think for our linebackers, though, I mean, I think it's going to be rough the first couple of games, but I think they'll eventually get like get into it, get in their stride, and they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Linebackers at first with um Hightower going out, Collins gone, and Van Noy gone. I was like, yeah. damn, linebacker core this year is going to be dog yeah. shit. But honestly, looking at it, I think they like are going to be pretty good. Yeah. I think they're going to be better off than the D-line. Oh, yeah. The D-line for the guys making the 53-man roster, I got Lawrence Guy, Bo Allen, New guy from Tampa Bay, John Simon, Adam Butler, who's low key one of the best defensive tackles in the league against the run. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a big season. Yeah, and then you got your boy Winovich, Diatrich Wise, who's been nasty for the last couple of years, and yeah. then um you're gonna have like the low key guys like Byron Cowart and then Derek Rivers. Yeah. Um. So, how do you feel about Cam Newton? Cam Newton, comeback player of the year this year. You think so? Yeah, I think he's going to be a fantasy sleeper, too. Yeah. I think he's going to be nasty. I think he's, like, so pissed off right now. He just wants to, like, say fuck you to Carolina. He's going to do whatever it takes to play winning football. The way all the media outlets have been putting, perceiving him. Yeah. Like, he's got this dog mentality. I honestly really like it, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't trust him yet. We'll see how he plays. Yeah. I I think, um, McDaniels is going to have a lot of fun with him, though. Yeah, they got a quarterback that they can run plays that they never could with Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm really excited for those uh, post game interviews with his fancy hats. I think that's going to be a very <laughs> integral part to our team. It's going to give him a lot of morale. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. No, it really is. One guy, <laughs> one guy I want to ask you about is how do you think Devin ICSC is going to be? I mean, it's. I mean, what what's his name opted out? Um, Ryan or Matt Lacoste. Yeah, Malakos, which I mean, he was, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's gonna be a season. I think he's gonna have a good year, honestly. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he's gonna have to step up. I mean, I, I was, was, I was certain that he was more of a blocking guy, but I guess he is a pretty good tight end. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's gonna be all right. He might have like four or five touchdowns this year. The way they were describing him in the um, draft is like he's kind of like an Aaron Hernandez, a guy that can be used as like a wideout. In the yeah. like, tight end position, which is going to be pretty sick. And then you got Dalton Keene, who's like, I don't know, out of the draft, he seemed like he was kind of chips, but 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He'll probably be sent out there for block, and you're yeah. going to have guys what like about, Ryan uh, Izzo. What about the guy Ryan Izzo? Yeah, Ryan Izzo, the sixth offensive <laughs> lineman. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's trash. He is, a pretty, he is a beast when it comes to blocking, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. No, they 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 keep him for a reason. But... Yeah, he's like a, sec- he's like a third tackle. Yeah, when it comes to being a receiver, though, he's absolute dog shit. Yeah. So, what do you think about the new kicker? Um. Justin uh, Ruwasser. Yeah. Yeah, the guy with like a swastika tattoo or something. Very suspicious with the German last name comes with a swastika (laughs) tattoo. (laughs) No, actually, I do not think that was a swastika. He had like a he had something sketchy on him. I I don't think it was a swastika, but I don't think we should probably should not say that he had a swastika on him and he didn't have a swastika on him. Like that's probably not a good look. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean. At the end of the day, can he make field goals? Right? Yeah. And they they said that Marshall was pretty good. Yeah. I think we got the... Jake Bailey, but I'm guessing they don't want... Like, he didn't really do that good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just says what it is. Hopefully, he doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> that's all I can say. I, think I mean, some kickers, they're, they're nasty in college, and they'll come in the NFL and just blow it. But, I don't know. Especially, like, small school kickers. Mm-hmm. Because I guess, like, playing in a huge stadium is, like, a different depth perception to them. Oh, yeah, they're, like, shitting their pants. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how he does. Yeah. I think it's very important to uh, look at how he's going to be uh, looking at his field goals. You know how, like, the kickers kind of, like, do that thing with their arm to try to figure out where they're going to be able to kick it at? Yeah. He's going to have to be very careful to not I mean, do a Hal might... Hitler. It's going to play... <laughs> It's going to be a very bad look. I mean, it might scare off a couple of defenders, though. You don't know. Yeah, you never know. Might have to run a couple of trick plays. So moving on, the other day, Adrian Peterson said he hopes by the end of his career he's going to pass Emmett Smith's rushing record. So to reach his rushing record, he needs about 4,139 yards, and he's already 35 years old. Do you see he's going to do it? I, I don't think so. I mean, last year he didn't even get over a thousand yards rushing. Yeah, he's he's still like efficient, but I just don't. He said he wants to play three or four years. Can he get a thousand yards for the next four years straight? Yeah, I don't see I just, that. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if he played until he was forty, all yeah. throughout the next five years, he would at least need to get eight hundred and twenty-seven yards per year. You think yeah. you think that's manageable if he played until he was forty? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just I don't want to count him out because I'm, I'm a huge AP fan. Yeah. But I just think that that's just I don't know. Well, he because, needs like most older players. I mean, once you get to like, I mean, I know he's played even beyond what older players are supposed to play to for running back. But yeah. I feel like he's gonna be too banged up mm-hmm. to be able to do that thing is, is this year, Darius Geist just getting arrested, and he's now the starting running back again in Washington, yeah. so he's going to be yeah. in a lot of rushes this year. Yeah. I could see him from maybe this year going over 1,000, but I don't see him getting, like, four years straight of 1,000. Yeah, All he no. needs is 1,053 yards, and he ties Barry Sanders for fourth place. Yeah. So, well, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll finish, like, third place, three. actually. Wait, what, are yeah. the, what are the stats on uh, Emmett Smith uh, hitting his children with uh, wooden sticks? Is there any records for that? Shouldn't have turned off the Xbox, man. Because I just want to yeah. figure out. I, I just, I, I just, I just want to figure out if uh, Emmett's gonna break that record of AP 
hitting his children with yeah, big well, sticks. Yeah, with him getting the suspensions and the um, injury. Seems like a great he, he guy. He got like two years off of his career. So. Seems like a good guy. Yeah. yeah, literally, if he didn't do that, he I I would say no doubt he passed. Maybe maybe oh, you yeah, shouldn't definitely. maybe you shouldn't do that though. Like I feel like that's probably probably good to get mm-hmm. suspended for that. So Obviously. we are we are uh, anti child abuse. I mean, we we can say that, but what about Tyree Kill? Yeah. Uh, no, he's or also David, a piece of shit. Or even bruises on his kid. They, he's still playing. What about Ray Lewis? He's got a gold jacket and he married somebody. Yeah, Ray Lewis. I'm sorry, but I they, mean, if you hear this. I mean, don't don't try to come looking for me, but you killed that man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. To be fair, though, to he was found innocent, sure. not guilty. All right, all right. So, so obviously with Adrian, obviously with Adrian Peterson going after Emmett Smith's record, he's one of the best running backs of our generation. I want you to give me who your top ten running backs of our generation are. And with our generation, I consider it to be guys that played about like around the year two thousand six to present day. Yeah. All right. So. Starting at number 10, I have Jamal Charles. All right. Um, as a running back who can also catch the ball, he was just a monster. One of my favorite players to watch. Um, he's just, he was a savage. For fantasy, he was a savage. Um, he's just an overall great player. One of the mm-hmm. best juke, has one of the best juke moves in the game. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a great player. Yeah, plus um, yards per carry, he always was leading the league up there. He used to always yeah. get like five and a half yards per carry. But he was honestly, if, he was probably my number one honorable mention. If I had to do an 11th guy, he would have been my 11th guy, but yeah. he just got left off my list. Yeah. At number 10, I got Arian Foster. Foster in his prime was an absolute beast. Over a three-year span, he averaged over 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. I mean, that's yep. ridiculous numbers. I mean, it's one thing to get 1,400 yards, but the fact that he's getting 13 touchdowns is also insane. Uh, he w- couldn't just run the ball. He was also a good receiving back, too. And um, at his peak, I think he was known as, like, perennial top three guy, along with Adrian yeah. Peterson and guys like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, for number nine, I have Arian Foster. Mm-hmm. He was just a savage. Like you said, through that three years – that three-year stint where he was just playing like off his freaking ass, he was he was insane. Maybe yeah. one of the best running backs we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad that he kind of fell off. Um, poor Gooch when he came to Miami. Too bad he didn't play good. But oh yeah, that would've been nice. Yeah, yeah but he yeah he's he's a great player. So mm-hmm. I have him at number nine. Yeah, it's too bad he got injured because every year that he was healthy and in his prime, he did nasty, but he just yeah. couldn't stay on the field then. Yeah, but, so let's, uh, let's hear number eight. All right, so number nine for me is Maurice Jones-Drew. All right. Maurice yeah. Jones-Drew at his peak, he was arguably the best running back in football. Over a three-year span, he averaged 1,440 yards. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, he was a small little guy. You could juke out anybody. Uh, I remember yeah. him all the time just seeing that, like, fucking small-ass guy just running up and down the field every single day on yeah. red zone. Bowling yeah. ball. He is Literally a bowling, bowling ball. ball. Pinball. One of the hardest guys at five seven to tackle, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. So who's your number nine? Well, no, I'm on number eight. So uh-huh. for my number eight, I have. I know this is this is a tough one because he's a newer guy, but I have Christian McCaffrey. All right, I respect he's it. Only, the only reason I have him here is because I think he's going to be consistent throughout his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, even. Before, like, the NFL at Stanford, he was just consistent. Got in the NFL, automatically was a beast. He's one of the best receiving backs we've ever seen. 
Um, I'm huge on, like, Kamara. Like, I thought Kamara is probably one of the best receiving backs I've seen because mm-hmm. he's literally, like, a speed out of the backfield. But McCaffrey yep. last season proved me he's even better than that. And the NFL is kind of moving towards, like, a receiving running back kind of, like, movement, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I think moving on, he's going to be kind of go down as one of the best running backs ever. He's he's just a savage on the field. Yeah, I agree. At number eight, I also have Christian McCaffrey. If you – um. Out of all the great running backs we've seen in our era, he's the only one we've seen that's gotten 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards in the same season. Not only just doing that, he also caught 116 catches. And as a running back, that's, like, absolutely ridiculous. And then finished the year with 19 total touchdowns. Yeah, he's only had two seasons to his career, but his season last year, best season, arguably, that we've seen from running back in our whole lifetime. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, for number seven, I got Saquon. Right, slightly above McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't have the stats that McCaffrey has, but I don't, I don't know. He passes the eye test. Looking at him, you just the know he's a gifted. Test? Yeah, looking at him, you know he's a gifted runner. That's he's a freak a of an athlete. T- do you know why the eye test is a thing? Yeah, it's because it's not a real test. There's no numbers behind it. Yeah, you can it just tell. You can just tell if somebody's better than somebody else. No, they have more can. talent, it's more intangible. It's a thing. It's a thing. But like yeah. Jamarcus Russell looks like the fucking man, dude. Right, like well, when that ball ninety five fucking yards. Yeah, well, dude, when and Saquon runs and he's juking out guys and stiff arm guys, he looks like he's another Barry Sanders. But I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey doesn't look like another Barry Sanders. Dude, what? All right, I can. I can he's more versatile that, than Barry but Sanders. Yeah, I but. Still think- I still think if I had to pick a player right now to start my franchise at running back, I would pick McCaffrey. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Put him in the but slot. I, I mean, I respect it. I just yeah. With how pass happy the NFL is, I can definitely see if yeah. McCaffrey maybe has like better stats at the end of his career. But I don't know. I just think Saquon's such a gifted runner. That shit that Adrian Peterson said to him. I mean, he said it for a reason. Yeah. So. Nah, I can I can see that. Number seven. Who do you got? I got CJ2K. Ooh, okay. I mean, I understand that he only had, like, what is it, like six good years, but mm-hmm. that 2,000-yard season, 14 touchdowns, I mean, that's arguably one of the best seasons a running back's put up. Yep. Um, besides maybe AP's 2012 mm-hmm. year. But I agree. He's, he's just one of the best running backs I've ever seen play. Like, he's so entertaining to watch. Once he gets the ball and he's past that first wave of defenders, he's gone. Yeah, it's insane. It's really sad that he fell off um, once he went to the Jets, but he's still one of the best players or best running backs we've seen. Yeah, number six, I got CJ two K. I think he's. Uh, I agree, he's gross. It was like watching Tyreek Hill at the running back yeah. position. He was just I mean, so get quick. Him on a sweep, he's gone. Yeah, I remember when I first was watching football. It was him and Adrian Peterson were the two big guys. Yeah. Like they were both chasing for twenty five hundred yards. Yeah, neither one of them got it, but. Peterson obviously turned out to be the way better one running back because CJ2K fell off. But in his prime, I mean, there's been a few running backs in history that are better than him. Yeah, my uh, first ever year playing fantasy was 2009. His crazy season. And honestly, just like drafting the teams, I didn't even really like set my lineup. Mm-hmm. But I think I came in like second place with him just because he had a breakout year. Yeah, that was nasty. I wish I had more yeah. fantasy that year. At least yeah, I had McCaffrey yeah. last year. I got the best fantasy season ever. Yeah. Let's go. All right, for number six, I have MJD. I think, Ooh, honestly, okay. you put him a little too low. He's, really? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a savage. He's literally, like, as 5'7", to be able to break tackles like that, 
He is the best balance I've ever seen out of running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I understand that he didn't have like the best seasons, but he was always proficient. And that three-year stint of having uh, 1,300-plus yards, he always found the end zone. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the best players I've ever watched. And honestly, he made me like watching the Jaguars. He was just a great player. Mm-hmm. I agree on um... I mean, like, you definitely could put them over guys like Saquon and McCaffrey because, obviously, yeah. they, they've barely accomplished anything. And yeah, JD's already had a full career, but I, I, I wouldn't put him over CJ2K, though. Yeah, I, honestly, like, for them, to me, it was a Mac, like, a, it was kind of, like, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I just liked watching MJD more than I liked watching CJ, or I watched mm-hmm. them more. For number five, who do you got? Uh, for number five, I got Shady McCoy. Ooh, I agree. Uh, easily one of the best running backs we've ever seen. I mean, he's just a beast on the field. He had a couple seasons where he put up insane numbers. Um, I think he's definitely better than all the rest of the guys, but I just don't. I don't know. I saw a lot of lists having him at like number one, number uh, two. No way. I just don't. I just don't see him seeing having him that high Mm -hmm. but he's definitely a great player i mean he had that um season with philly where he had 1600 yards Mm -hmm. and then he had that year in 2011 where he had 17 touchdowns yeah that's ridiculous yeah i mean i feel like he's kind of like an every other year guy like Mm -hmm. some years he goes off some years he's not that good but yeah yeah i mean he's he's consistent he's a good player Mm -hmm. yeah i also have shady at number five between the rushing touchdown a rushing title, 17-touchdown season. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best seasons we've seen. He has 11,000 career yards. He's been yeah. doing it for so long. At his peak, he was top two running back in the NFL, if not number one. But, I mean, at this yeah. point, he's been doing it so long, he's starting to make a case for going to Canton. But yeah, definitely. I don't know if he is a Hall of Famer, but he's starting to get there that he's, like, pretty borderline. Yeah, I mean, he's got a championship on him now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that. I mean, yeah, so... Now he's on Tampa Bay, so he's going to be gross this year. Wait, who did he get a title? Yeah. Kansas City, last year. Shady? Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yep. I, completely yeah, I completely forgot, forgot about forgot that. I completely forgot he was on the Chiefs. Jesus. So, yeah. as for I mean, Hall he didn't, really, he didn't really do much. But, yeah, that's probably yeah. why I did not remember his name. <laughs> yeah, he still got dude, it. What? But as for Hall of Famer, for number four, I got Frank Gore. So, out of all the guys that we've seen, he has the most career yardage. Obviously, he's number three on the all-time list, but I don't know. Frank Gore, I can't remember one year in his entire career that I was like, yeah, that guy's the best running back in the league. Or, yeah, that guy's the top three running back in the league. Consistency. Yeah, he's always getting 1,000 yards, but he's just never up there. It's always between 1,000 or 1,200. He's never getting a fourteen or 1,600-yard season. Well, he's a workhorse. Like, you want to give him the ball as much as Mm -hmm. possible and just eat up yards, make the defense tired. That's his job. Over a 13-year span, he he averaged – 1,078 yards per season. Now, over a 13-year span, that's gross that he's averaging 1,000 yards per season. the most consistent running back ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe him. Yeah. So, um, where do you so rank him? Number four, I have Marshawn Lynch. Ooh, okay. Who, you know, he's he's the beast. Mm-hmm. He's the boy. Oh, my um, Yeah, easily one of the most entertaining players you on know why I'm the here. field. I mean, even right when he came into the league for Buffalo, he was he was a good player. Um, I think he had one year, like his last year at Buffalo. He didn't really play that good. Mm-hmm. Then he ended up getting traded to Seattle, which was probably the best 
thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, oh, by far. From there, he had four straight seasons of 1,200-plus yards, putting up 10-plus touchdowns. I mean, he's he's a beast. And then, obviously, he had that game against the Saints. Was it the Saints? Yeah, the yeah. 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 Sharper. Yeah, he tossed so, Tracy Porter with that stiff in the crowd. I mean, he's, yeah, he's obviously one of my favorite players to mm-hmm. ever play just because, I mean, he's breaking tackles. He's a hard-nosed player. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I have him at number four. Yeah, I have him at number three, actually. I think he's slightly better than Frank Gore. Gore's career, obviously career stats, he's better than Marshawn Lynch. But at their peak, I think Lynch was definitely better than Frank Gore. Over a four-year span, he averaged 1,339 yards and 12 touchdowns, which isn't bad. And then plus you got that run versus the Saints, arguably the best NFL run we've anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Though he shedded probably 10 tackles and tossed the guy into the sidelines. Like, he also has the uh, best crotch grab celebration of anyone in sports, by the way, too. He is the, yeah. the best. Funniest player, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you see the thing on the the Star Wars thing? It was, like, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. The scene when Darth Vader tells, like, Luke Skywalker that he's his father. And they had Marshawn Lynch, like, do the entire thing. <laughs> no. And he's like, yo, Luke, let me, let me put you on game real quick. Do you think like, ever seen dad, Star bro. Wars? Oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, I would pay to watch that guy watch Star Wars. I really yeah, would. Yeah. Uh, no, he's but, definitely uh, an icon. I think he's yeah. going to go into Canton one day in the football. Oh, thing. 100%. Like he's a beast. He's called beast mode for a reason. Yeah, yeah that's why I put him at number too bad, two. Too bad they didn't feed him against the Pats, though. Yeah, he'd have two Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah that Which one's on Pete Carroll. Yeah, so for number three, who do you got? Um, I have Frank Gore over right. Marshawn Lynch. All right. I respect because, it. I mean, I'm a huge Frank Gore fan, mm-hmm. and he's literally the most consistent running back we've ever seen, like I said. Um, he had, let's see. So within like eleven years, nine of those he had over a thousand rushing yards, and the other years like he was nine hundred and something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's a beast. He's definitely one of the best running backs we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah, um, yeah, he's just a solid player. I feel like, although Marshawn Lynch at his peak, like you're right, he was probably better than him. I feel like Gorge just throughout his career has always been better. He's still in the league, still doing it. Mm-hmm. I know he's not putting up big numbers. But he's still getting like 800, 900 rushing yards. And yeah, like someone that's 34, still, 35, that's nasty still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to make an assumption here in our final two are Adrian Peterson and LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. All right, so who do you give the top guy for that? I mean, come on. It's gotta be Adrian Peterson. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. Arguably the best running back ever. Yep, right. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, arguably. I understand, Vinny, what you're saying about him, freaking his kid or whatever. I, that's not what I think of when I think of AP. I think of him being the best running back ever. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about earlier, he's chasing the title, which uh, I don't think he's gonna get. But <laughs> still, he might go down as number two, number three. Um, and he had his first um seven seasons he had over 10 touchdowns i mean that's just insane yeah and then plus the 2000 yard season mm-hmm. i mean it's he's he's the best running back we've ever seen yeah i agree but number two i'll get into ladanian tomlinson um yeah. he's definitely one of the best guys ever he's considered one of the greatest running backs ever the fact that he was left off the nfl all-time team i thought was ridiculous both him yeah, and peterson was- like i think they usually should have made it but for Tomlinson, over an eight-year span, he averaged 
1,470 yards and 15 touchdowns. 15 yeah, touchdowns, like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Come on, man. He, and then he had that season with 28 touchdowns. Yeah, 28 rushing, 31 total, including the receiver. Yeah, like, are you kidding it's, me? He's, he's, he's insane. I mean, I know him as the crybaby. Yeah. And uh, the Pats, every time the Pats would beat him, you yep. know, on the sideline. Always getting bitched by Brady. Yeah, being a little bitch, but he's still a godly running back. I mean, probably one of the best, like, elusive running backs we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One of the best speed running backs we've ever seen. Um, He's, like, he's different from AP. AP's more of a power guy, but. Yeah. Tomlinson's yeah. one of the best receiving running backs ever, though. Yeah, definitely one of the best receiving running backs we've seen. Yeah. I feel like so, if you um if you put him on like the Panthers offense, he maybe could have even put up like better numbers than McCaffrey did. The oh yeah, the Primes probably. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah. definitely way more talented than McCaffrey, but yeah. obviously. Like, he, I mean, he's had he's he had a hundred yard receiving season. Yeah. In two thousand three, I mean, ridiculous. what running back does that? Yeah, but um, my so, question for you with Tomlinson is: Do you think he would have done better if? Drew Brees stayed as his quarterback, or you think Philip Rivers becoming oh, yeah. his quarterback was like the better thing? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I don't know if Tomlinson if Brees stays in Chargers, we could be talking about Tomlinson over Peterson right now. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the Chargers they they just never could put a full team together. They always had problems. Yeah. But, they yeah, always had so always had to go through guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah, like you, they're never gonna come out. Yeah. Of the IFC that way. So. Yeah, it sucks yeah, being the AFC's bitch. Yeah. Couldn't right. even get through Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as for Peterson, I definitely think there's an argument to be made as him being the best running back of all time. I genuinely do think he yeah. is the top five all time. Like, I, I got yeah. him up there. He's like the complete back. He can catch, but he's not an elite receiving back, but he definitely can still do it. And then. Power back, dude. He'll truck anybody. He's gone 296 yards and NFL record in one game. That's yeah. ridiculous. Year after, literally tears his ACL like last game of the year. Rehabs all off season, comes back and gets yeah, seven or eight yards short of the NFL record. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like that is not human. He's a beast. Yeah, I think LT, he was like a modern day like Walter Payton. Yeah, I mean LT, he's. He's a savage. I mean, that year with 1,800 yards, 20 mm-hmm. touchdowns, it's unheard of, but yeah. I got to give it to AP. Yeah, AP is just absolutely ridiculous. He's going to go down as one of the GOATs. Uh, he's up there with, like, the Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning's, Calvin Johnson's, Randy Moss's. Yeah, definitely. Like, absolute right. GOATs. But honorable mentions, guys, that didn't make my list that were also nasty that I wanted to include mentioning were guys like Steven Jackson, Matt Forte, your boy Jamal Charles, and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, dude, Steven Jackson was, he was savage, he just had an awful team. Yeah, he had like six or seven years straight that he was getting thousand yard years. Yeah. Former Gore outdid him. Former couldn't give him a dub with the Pats, give yeah. him a rant, but. Yeah. Everyone forgot like about that. We, since we didn't, we, he, he might not make it into um, the Hall of Fame, but. Oh, yeah, I, I think no chance he'll make it in the Hall of Fame. The one thing about him, the reason I didn't have him on my list was like, he's a really consistent player, like Frank Gore, but. Mm-hmm. He never really won that much, and he never found the end zone. Like, one year he had over 10 touchdowns. Other than that, he had, like, yeah. four or five every year. So Yeah, he was, he was had longevity, but he just didn't have it like Frank Gore did. Then yeah. you got guys like Matt Forte. He was getting 1,000-plus rushing yards and then, like, 800 receiving yards. Like, yeah. he was yeah, massive back in the day. 
Yeah. And then Le'Veon at his peak, he was arguably considered the best running back in oh, the NFL. Yeah. I mean, Le'Veon, if he didn't be a freaking bitch and played, like, I'd be t- I'd be considering him right now. But yeah. Other than that, and then last year, it was what it was. Yeah, last year he was dog shit on the Jets. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Who knows? All right, so this was football talk with Unfiltered with the 258. Stay tuned for baseball. Red Sox are the world champions. For the first time in 86 years, the Red Sox have won baseball world championship. Can you believe it? Tessie is the royal root is rally cry. Tessie is the tune they always sung. Tessie echoed April through October nights after serenade installed in Indian Alright, so for baseball, we're joined again by Vinny LaRossi and Ethan Kuhn. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're going to begin into the MLB Power Rankings, who we think are the top 10 teams right now. LaRossi, how about you start us off? Who do you got at number 10? At uh, number 10, I have the defending World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. Wow. Uh, they're right. pretty, you know, they're not they're not looking too great right now, but I think they're going to bounce back. They have a really talented core. Um, I think... Uh, I think Juan Soto is really going to break out this year. He's a very, 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 very talented player. And I don't think there's going to be a better outfielder in the next five years. I don't know. I honestly don't have the Nationals in my top ten. I just don't see it right now. Yeah, as long as, as, long as Strasburg is in and out of the rotation, I don't really see them cracking the top ten. But for number ten, I got the Cleveland Indians. Uh, they're 10-7 and seven overall, and they're in, in their last ten games, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're playing 500 ball. They're about sitting right now at third in the AL Central. I don't really – they maybe will get above the Detroit Tigers, but I see the Twins having to unlock winning the division there. So I see the Indians maybe finishing in second, but right now I think they're going to be coasting for the rest of the year. Yeah. So for number nine, who do you got? I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, very, wow. very, very young team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking yeah. pretty good. They have uh, Juan DeFranco. Really, really, really talented shortstop. I think uh, the, he's probably, again, him and uh, Tatis Jr. are probably going to be probably the two big faces of the MLB in the next five to ten years. I think it's really? going to be, I, yeah, I really do. Really? I think it's gonna, I, I don't dispute the Tatis one, but. I, I, really? I, think, I think that both of those guys are really, really well-rounded. I think they're five-tool guys. I don't think that there's really anything preventing them from being a star player right now. And mm-hmm. I think if they continue to develop they'll be probably the top two guys in the league all right so for number nine i get the san diego padres they're nine and seven overall and also like the indians five and five in their last ten but padres i think have maybe an outside shot at making a world series run they're loaded this year tatis is arguably the best player in baseball this season so far yeah he's doing insane like and there's only he's only going to get better so they're definitely looking good for the next couple of years but as for this year they're definitely in the run for a title you got guys like Will Myers, Manny Machado. Like Machado's really gonna be a culture changer in San Diego, I feel like. And right now I got them at number nine. But number eight I got the Atlanta Braves. At one point they won five straight and got a bunch of really good guys. I got my M V P pick for this year, Dansby Swanson. Then other guys like Ronald Cunha Junior, who Tatis I think is like literally the exact same as him. And then Mike Soroka, they're Best pitcher just tore his Achilles, so he's out for the year. That would that was a big downer for the Braves this year. Kind of deteriorated their World Series hopes a little bit, but 
I feel like they can still make a run right now. I got them at number eight, but I can definitely see them going up to probably top four, top three at some point. What do you got, Lurosi? At uh, number eight, I have yep. the Cleveland Indians. Okay. Uh, I mean, you really can't go wrong with the Indians. They're a really well-coached team. They have uh, Tito. Is he still coaching? Oh, yeah. Okay, But he's good. been in and out because he's having problems. Okay, yeah. So He low-key, like, might have cancer. He's going to, like, Jesus. cancer institute to get, like, That's doctor's depressing. appointments right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have, you know, they have Lindor. They have, you know, pretty solid team. Yeah. And do they still have, uh, like, Carlos Santana? I could not tell you. Really? I don't watch the Indians play a lot of baseball, but they've been looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I got them at number 10. Uh, like I said, I think they're going to stay at third, but I don't really see them making like a World Series run or a deep playoff run this year. Number 7, I have the team that's on top in the AL Central right now, Minnesota Twins. Last year they Yeah, I don't know. Right now they're 11-6 overall, 6-4 and in their last 10. But I'm a huge Randy Dobnak guy. Really? Yeah. I'm big on him, but... Yeah, Miguel Sano is pretty nasty too. He's gonna be insane. Yeah. They um last year they they were trash for so long, and last year they finally came into their own as a team. This year it's yeah. carried over. They're sitting on top because the Tigers had missed a couple games because of Rona. But I see the Twins staying like easily top ten throughout the year, maybe top five at some point. I have them winning the Central, and I don't know. They're just gonna keep doing what they're doing. Probably win like forty games overall. I'd say for the season. Yeah, I feel like they have a really, like, well-put-together team for mm-hmm. the first time in so long. Yep. What do you got? Definitely hungry. Number seven. At number seven, I have the San Diego Padres. I like them. I think they're looking really solid, especially for, I mean, all these teams are really just young for the most part. That's why I have them so low. I don't think they're really experienced enough yet to take it all the way mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but, I mean, there are... a few pretty good re- veterans on that team. There's Eric Hosmer, who uh, won a yeah, World Series in uh, 2015 with the Royals. Really good mm-hmm. first baseman, really consistent. Um, I, th- that's really what I think that matters the most in baseball, those guys that really aren't your star players but are kind of those, you know, like the David Ross type. Shane Victorino. Yeah, like that. those guys yeah. that will really just – come in clutch and win you big games. Yeah, they don't have to hit you 30 homers or 100 RBIs, but as long as they're getting it done when it counts, that's all that matters. So for number six, I got Detroit Tigers. Now, they're not winning the AL Central right now because they missed a couple games because of Corona. They played, I believe, 14 overall. But in those 14, they're 9-5 overall, and they're 7-3 and three in the last 10. They've had guys that have been going off this year, like Jacoby Jones, out of nowhere. Just started doing nasty. He's one of the league leaders. In home runs and RBIs right now. Also a guy like Nick Goodroom who has a 900-plus OPS right now. Uh, they're just having guys that are just coming out of nowhere. They're just hitting the ball out of the park. Plus they already have guys like Miguel Cabrera, one of the best of the generation. Uh, he's still producing at a pretty good rate, even though he's 37 years old on his way to Cooperstown. Oh, yeah. He's the man back in Florida when he was on oh, the yeah. Marlins. He was gross. I uh, wish he could have won World Series a couple of years ago while he was on the Tigers, but what are you going to do? Uh, LaRosi, who do you got at number six? Uh, at number six, I actually have the Minnesota Twins. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they're actually a very good team. I like uh, Max Kepler a lot, the German. The uh, oh, yeah. German in the MLB. I think it's kind of cool having uh, players from countries that aren't traditionally known as uh, you know producers of talent come out with all-star level talent it's very interesting to see how mm-hmm. somebody from you know germany is 
talented enough to play in the MLB. You wouldn't really see that 25 years ago. Yeah, like, think about right now. I honestly don't know, like, if I can think of a pretty good German baseball player. Well, I'm, I'm German, so, like, you think I'd know that, but, like, I honestly can't really Well, that's, one. there aren't any. That's yeah. why. Yeah, there isn't any. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, there's been Dutch guys. Like, they have, you know, uh, Burt Blevlin, mm. Hall of Famer. Then there's, you know, guys. Any, uh, any Aussie guys? Yeah, there's a few Aussie guys. Honestly, I don't think I can remember. Uh, no, Hendricks on uh, the A's, I'm pretty sure. Really? Luke Hendricks. I don't know if he's on the A's still, actually. But he was, uh, he's an Aussie. But starting off my top five, number five, I got the New York Yankees. At one point, I probably would have had them number one overall. They were doing unreal. But in the last ten, they dropped down five and five, ten and six overall. In their last 10, they're doing worse than teams like Tigers, Twins, and Braves. But I still think with the star power they have, like they picked up guys like Garrett Cole. They still have guys like Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres. Like They definitely turned their clubhouse around compared to a couple of years ago when they were just missing out on the playoffs. They, have, I think they're going to be the team out of the AL to make the World Series. But right now, I think they're at number five. Granted, like they're late. Last like two weeks skid they've had where they're going five and five. Well, Rossi, who do you got at number five? Number five, I actually have a pretty interesting team here. I have the uh, Colorado Rockies. All right. Wow. All right. I mean, they're they're in a pretty stacked uh, NL West right now. You know, they have those mm-hmm. Dodgers and Padres. You know, around them, yeah. sandwiched in the middle of those two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're a very solid team. Arenado's obviously you know Hall of Famer. Very, very, very talented player. Really? Great fielder. Really? You think Nolan Arenado's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's good at everything. Yeah, but like he needs to do that for a while to make it to the MLB. Yeah, MLB Hall of Fame's the toughest one. But there's not a lot of third basemen. I feel like that's... Yeah, but I mean... Who, who's the last yeah, third baseman? Yeah, he has baseman? potential, but like... Who's the last third baseman that, in your opinion, is talented enough for the Hall of Fame? Adrian Beltre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I would probably say that like... I mean, I wouldn't count A-Rod as a third baseman. I don't really count. Yeah, he was shortstop, shortstop in his prime. Um, David Wright? Nah, David really? Wright was, but he just, like, fizzled out with the last half of his career. Longo? kind of like, who? Longo? Nah. nah. Longoria? Really? Nah, not Longoria. Yeah. Really? What? Nah, nah, I wouldn't go Hall of Fame. Really? I think uh, Arenado is better than Hall he ever fame, was. Like, you need to you need to be nasty for at least like ten years to make it to the MLB Hall of Fame. You need to have like five hundred homers, fifteen hundred RBIs. Like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, you need to have three thousand hits. Like I, Longoria, I don't see reaching any of that. But for number four, I get the LA Dodgers. This year again, Mookie, they lose the World Series this year. Like they're the biggest like joke of a program. They've been they've been trying to get a World Series for the last eight years. Been dropping so much money, acting like they're the Yankees, and then still they just keep coming short. They went through guys like Puig, Matt Kemp, James Loney. Um, back when they got freaking Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford from mm-hmm. the Red Sox. Yep. And now they got Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, uh, Jock Peterson. I mean, I, they have one of the deepest pens, like. There is, and probably one of the best defenses in baseball. Like I couldn't consider them that low. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. There's eleven and five overall, seven and three in their last ten. Like seven and three is pretty good, but for being yeah. the Dodgers, like I don't know. I figured they'd be like nine and one, eight and two right now instead of seven and three. 
I mean, the talent is just there, though. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, if you have Mookie, yeah, Bellinger, your outfield. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that a, that's a big question mark. If he can actually perform in the postseason, yeah. I think that's his stamp for being uh, arguably best pitcher of all time. Yeah, I mean, I'd, he's probably hungry for it. Yeah, I'd say for our we lifetime. Can say that year and year again, but mm-hmm. hopefully this year he'll step up. Yeah, I'd say for our lifetime, him and Pedro are definitely the two best pitchers. Mm. I would say Even so. though Pedro Prime, we didn't really get to experience, but like obviously we know, like, I don't know, it was in our lifetime. So. He could pitch. Oh, yeah, definitely. But for number three, I actually had uh, the team that you put at number four or five, the Colorado Rockies. That's, they've been doing nasty this year. I got them over the Dodgers. They're 11-4 and four overall right now, 7-3 and three in their last 10. Charlie Blackman's playing like he deserves NL MVP right now. His numbers are off the charts right now. He's tied for the league lead in RBIs. Um, one behind for the home runs behind Tatis. He's been doing unreal. Daniel Murphy has a plus 1,000 OPS right now. He got from the Nationals. He's been doing nasty. And then uh, you mentioned Arenado, but you didn't mention Trevor Story. Great. Trevor yeah, Story's yeah. been doing Trevor insane Story. this year, the too. The power hitting shortstop. The yeah. rarest yeah. of all players. Yeah, Trevor Story is nasty. He's been doing... Crazy this year, Blackman, Murphy, they've all been playing out of their minds, especially Blackman. That's the main reason why I have them over the Dodgers. Obviously, the Dodgers, I think, will go further in the playoffs. They have a better roster on paper, but I just feel like the Rockies right now have been having a little edge on the Dodgers. I mean, we're only 15 games in. Yeah. That's yeah. that's something to consider, but too. But still, that's like a fifth of the season. Yeah. Or a fourth. Yeah, at this point. Fourth. But um, who do you got at number three? Uh, number three, I have the Atlanta Braves. Wow, okay. I mean, like, Braves are my second favorite team behind the Red Sox, so I, I, I love to hear that, but I really I think know, I had them way lower than that. I think they have too much talent. I really mm-hmm. do. I think, you know, Freddie Freeman, uh, Alves, mm-hmm. uh, Cunha, they, they're just really, there's nobody bad on that team. Mm-hmm. Like, there really is just too much talent for them to continue to not win the NL East. Yeah, I don't know. Them losing Soroka, they're definitely going to win the NL East regardless, but for World Series, losing Soroka is huge. I I do want to shout out Sean Newcomb from Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Atlanta Braves starting pitcher. He is a big dog. He is going to be integral. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're insane. You got Freddie Freeman. He's been there for so long at this point, still producing. Like, if he produces for, say, another five years, he's got a case for Cooperstown. But, I don't know, I, I have the Braves way lower right now. They were doing nasty, they won five straight, but they've been kind of on a skid right now. But, number two, the 9-1 Oakland Athletics. Or 9-1 and one in the last 10, 12-4 overall. They've been doing nasty this year. Matt Olson, or Matt Chapman, Dennis's cousin. And then, uh, Loriano. <laughs> Dennis's cousin? Yeah. And then Loriano, the guy that just got his ass kicked the other day yeah, by the twice. Athletics. Insane. Yeah. The athletics have been. I haven't really watched much baseball this year, mm-hmm. but I've bet against them three times <laughs> and I've lost all three of those bets. <laughs> so I mean, I've watched them a lot. They're honestly a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna have a good season. I think they're gonna make a nice playoff run. Well, yeah, I think they'll make like pretty good playoff run, but I don't see them winning the World Series. Nah, nah. Just definitely. like it's like Moneyball. They've been doing this forever. They make a team with a low budget that. Makes it to the playoffs, does really good, but it's just not a World Series they built get team. Get on 
space. <laughs> yes, sir. It's Kevin Euclid, the Greek god of locks. <laughs> the movie makes zero sense. If they think that they had to teach some fucking scout about on-base percentage, that is the dumbest goddamn thing. Like, you I mean, he was an economic. It's economic the stupidest thing. Yale. Dude, like, it's like, no one knows what on-base percentage is. We're going to win the World Series. All right, so who's your number two pick for power rankings? <laughs> My number two pick is the L.A. Dodgers. All right, I think, respectable. I think talent-wise, I think they're, again, way too good to continue to not be. I mean, they are. I'm pretty sure they're in first in the uh, NL West right now. But mm-hmm. they're, again, stacked. You have Mookie. You have uh, Bellinger. You have Kershaw. You have... Insane. Uh, Jansen, you have, you know, Gavin Lux coming up. That's going to be a very fantastic shortstop. The shortstops right now, we're in a golden generation of shortstops. There's not going to be anything like that. Yeah. I mean, probably since 20 years ago where you had, you know, Jeter, Nomar, Nomar, A-Rod all come Mm -hmm. up at the same time. Yeah, that was in the same group. (coughs) And then, if Gooch is listening, he's going to like this. My number one team in MLB right now, Chicago Cubs. Ooh. 10-3 overall, 8-2 in the last 10. I mean, eight and two in the last ten, they're obviously hot. They got the star power. They got guys like Rizzo, Baez, Chris Bryant. Um, I was looking at the roster earlier. I completely forgot they got you, Darvish. Like that's insane. Oh, he's a big dog. Yeah, you add him with Kyle Hendricks, John Lester. Fun fact: easily one of the best rotations in baseball. Fun fact about you, Darvish. You know where his father's from? This is very strange. Not yeah. strange, but for a bit, for a for someone to be half Japanese and half this is just very random. Where? Guys from Afghanistan. Really? Really? Isn't that a, like a strange mixture of cultures? I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I guess. Like, and how many Afghanistan people or people from <laughs> Afghanistan do you see in the MLB? Like, that's probably zero. No. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I think the Cubs—they're a really good team, but they've had such an easy schedule so far. Yeah. But I mean, that could go to their advantage, though. They can get hot and then, you know, continue to win games, but. That could also backfire on them. Like, once they play a team with, like, a really good pitcher, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they've played a couple teams with decent pitchers, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Cubs this year, they're not going to make the World Series, in my opinion. I think they're going to lose in the championship series. The two opponents I think they're going to face are either, like, the Dodgers or Braves. I don't see yeah, them. Gonna be a hard match. Yeah, I think they might be the Braves, but I don't see them beating the Dodgers. Yeah. I think this year it's say. definitely Dodgers, Yankees, but. As yeah, of right now, I th- against the Braves, I think they'll win. But yeah, Dodgers, that's gonna be a tough, tough series. Yeah, as of right now, I say like they seem like the best team in baseball. Larosi, who you guys your top team? Uh, top team right now, I have the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nine and one in the past ten. They're, I mean, it's power ranking. They're they're the number one team. They are hot. Like I, I don't know what there what else there is to say. Matty Chapman again, Dennis's cousin, yeah. coming out there with his platinum glove. The best fielder in the MLB. Dude is a straight savage. I know. I was going to pick the Athletics, but I just feel like the Cubs have the star power that you just have to give the edge to them. They do have a better record overall. Yeah, they're one, they have one loss on the Athletics in the last 10 games, but Athletics don't have guys like Hugh Darvish, John Lester, and Kyle Hendricks in their bullpen. And then guys like Rizzo. And Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant hasn't been doing really that good this year so far, but you know he's going to pick it up at some point. Yeah, you know he's going to turn on. Yeah. So, I want to move on to Aaron Judge because he's been looking like the best player in baseball so far this year. So, right now he's got a league-leading eight homers and 19 RBIs. 
And during uh, one stretch in seven games, he had seven homers and 16 RBIs. Yeah, not to mention a .903 slugging percentage. Yeah, he's like insane. off the charts. Insane. Yeah, I just want to get you guys' opinions on Aaron Judge, like how good you guys think he can be, how good you think he's been doing right now. Uh, I mean, dude, it's pretty obvious. Like his first year, he comes in, breaks the you know record for most home runs by a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, who held that? Conseco, I think. Yeah. Was the guy that had that, and then, like, it's he just hasn't really been healthy the last few years, so he hasn't really gotten a chance to yeah. really uh, show everybody what he can do again. Like, I feel like yeah. people yeah. think that one season is kind of, not, maybe not a fluke, but, like, a little bit inflated because of, you know, that rookie advantage that some people have by not being on film as much. Yeah. yeah. If I'm a Yankees I mean, fan... He had five straight games with a home run starting this year. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There, yeah, there was a quote that I guess he said that he's still not even locked in yet, like not even at full potential. Uh, that's scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. very scary. I think he's going to continue to play like this, and he might end up being MVP. Yeah. I mean, the scary part is when World Series coming around, that's really going to be like mid-season for all the guys. Yeah. So that's like really where he's going to be peaking. Exactly. Well, I... Actually, I also have a free present for Aaron Judge. I have a nickname for him that he can keep all the legal rights to. Oh, yes. His potential nickname is going to be The Gavel. The Gavel, why? Aaron Judge, and he is okay. hammering balls out of the park. Yeah. What do, ju- what do judges use? I, I understand. I oh, yeah. That. It's the best nickname in sports right now. He can take it. All profits to him. <laughs> like I'm, I'm serious. If that's yeah, that is yeah, going to be, it is going to be everywhere. There's not. Like, how has that not been said yet? I don't get. I looked it up. There's not one mention of it at I all. Like I can see a Bleacher Report post. Yeah. No. Nope. They got Judge's Corner at Yankee Stadium. But, I don't know. They should have the gavel, probably. Like the ga- It's fucking cool. Like who the fuck else has a gavel? Like, that's pretty bad. They're the fucking judge. Like, they're sitting there on top, higher than everybody else, looking down at everybody, just fucking yeah. swinging it. Yeah, like, that's... So, so, as for the real, like, Aaron Judge, I think this year, if he stays healthy, he's going to get uh, 25 homers and 80 RBIs. And for a 60-game 60 60 season, game, yeah. that's unreal. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So what's but, like, the... I honestly realistically think he can So, get it's it. on pace for 75 yeah. home runs. Almost. 70 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Really but, can do that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he already is eight, so 25, he's a quarter of the way through the season. So, you do the math. That yeah, I mean, like, I mean, dude, Kuhn just said, he says he hasn't even locked in yet. Yeah, he said he's, yeah. I think I mean, that if you get to a point, guy, he hits a... I mean, I'm honestly kind of an Aaron Judge hater, because I think he's kind of a clown. Yeah, but... fuck the Yankees. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll say fuck the Yankees yeah. too, but that, no, I, he is a good, he is a great player. He, he can't, yeah, you, can't, you can't take it away from him. No. Yeah, no, if I'm a Yankees fan, and I just want to clarify, I'm not. Yankees suck 365. But I, I'd be hyped because fucking he, they finally found a replacement as Derek Jeter for the face of the franchise. Yeah. They, they were looking for a couple years. They thought originally it was going to be Eduardo Nunez. <laughs> and then, I don't know, they just went through one guy, Masahiro Tanaka. No. And then Aaron Judge is just actually a guy that he's going to dominate the game, I think, for the next like 10 to 15 years. I could see him being a potential 500 home run hitter when his career is done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for guys playing right now that I realistically could see as, like, a 500 home run hitter, 
And, like, they, that doesn't happen, really happen that often. Like, if you put it in retrospect, there was five guys from our generation that are 500 home run hitters. With A-Rod, a- Pujols, Manny, Pappy, and Miguel. Miguel Cabrera isn't right now, but he needs, he needs to hit 23 home runs over, like, the next three or four years. I'm, I'm willing to bet that he's going to do it. Yeah, there's no but, doubt. Yeah, so only five from our generation made it. So for this, like, next upcoming generation, if I had to pick five for guys that are going to make the 500 home run club, I pick Judge, Stanton, Trout, Bryce Harper, and Manny Machado. Yeah. I don't I like, argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no one can really debate I mean, that. maybe Machado, like, wouldn't get the five. I feel like Machado is probably like, the least likely to get the 500. Really? How many home runs does he have right now? Uh, right now, I uh, don't know, but he's, like, somewhere in, like, 150 to 200 range, and he's only, like, 27, 28. Baseball reference. He's the fucking yeah. same age as Aaron Judge. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Aaron Judge got dude, a late what? start. He didn't start until 24. Yeah, that is... If he started at 21... That's confusing. Yeah, dude, if he started when he was 21, he hit 50-something homers when he was, like, 21, 22. I'd be talking maybe he'd be getting, like, 700 homers. But dude, so he doesn't have the time for it. Judge's rookie year was 2017, so he had a five-year head start, which I don't have. Yep. Damn. Damn. Yeah, but I feel Speaking like those... Of the home run leader who is tied with, we got Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Man is a monster. Yeah, absolute beast. We're going to be getting into him, so let's get into yeah, him right now. What are you guys' opinions on him? He's just got so much swagger in the battered box. It's just, it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's such. Yeah, this year he's absolutely been dominating. Right now he's yeah. tied for the lead in homers. He leads the league in total bases. What's really sad is that he's not going to get a full season, so we're not going to see, like, like his full, like, potential, because, I mean, he could go into next year and not even be as good, but... Yeah. Um, right now, it's between him and Charlie Blackman for the NL MVP. Yeah. And, like, Blackman's been doing unreal, but, I don't know, Tadis has been doing even better. Like, he has a 1,184 OPS right now, and he's only 21 years old. That is... Jeez. Yeah. That's oh, ass- that just doesn't happen. Last six games, he's hit six homers, nine RBIs, oh. and he's been batting sure. four thirty-five. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's like he can hit Joe Jackson numbers. Are you kidding that's me? Frightening. Yeah, and he's throwing. I think his batting average is going to be at the end of the year. Uh, uh three thirty-seven. Yeah. I'll go. So I'll, I'll three, take three, the. I'll take yeah. the under on that. I'll go three twenty. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know. He's pretty nasty. Plus, like, how young he is, he can honestly get into the 500 home run club. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. I mean, he's the ninth. Up, yeah. yeah, he's the ninth player ever, 21 or younger, to homer in four straight games. And he's only one of eight players ever to hit 30 homers in their first 100 career games. Jesus. Yeah. There's some only stats. His dad is the only man ever to hit two grand slams in the same inning. Yeah. That is a weird that that is yeah. an ESPN stat right there. Yeah. No, but if you take all his career games together, um, it's only a hundred and fucking he hasn't played a full like one sixty yet and in those hundred he's got three twenty average with thirty homers and seventy RBIs. Like those sixty games you think he's gonna add way more RBIs and only way more homers? He'd probably hit like fifty five homers and mm. hundred and forty Jesus RBIs, yeah. It's ridiculous. As a shortstop. And I feel like that's an important distinction because, like, our generation really hasn't been... I mean, besides A-Rod, there's really no 
power hitting shortstops that were really like star players. I feel like Story and A Rod, which is Nomar. Yeah, but Nomar never really hit more than like thirty. Has did he? Yeah, yeah, he got like in the thirties. But like that's forty homers. Yeah, like that's my point. I feel like there was never like a you know a guy who had an opportunity to lead the league in home runs. Yeah, Tejada had a couple years. Yeah, he was also juicing though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But A Rod was also everyone. Everyone. Now A Rod on the Mariners though wasn't on steroids, but yeah, nah, might have been on steroids. A Rod on Mariners, I don't think he was steroids, but Texas and Yankees hundred percent was juicing. Already oh, proved yeah. that he was. To be fair, though, he already thought about juicing at that point, then thought like, "Oh, this is maybe a good idea." So he already cheated then. Yeah. That that's that that's I the deal. Like that really brought down baseball. Oh, it fucked baseball up. Yeah. So I bad. mean, it fucked it over, but after watching the thirty for thirty, it honestly kind of saved it in the same way because oh, yeah. McGuire Sosa that brought the ratings back after the strike. And, like, I don't know, after that strike, it looked like they were never going to get their fans back. Oh, yeah, it would be really good if, uh, you know, they were still playing. Because uh, no one watches baseball anymore, which is uh, not good. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of sucks because, like, this is, like, kind of unique, not uniquely American, but in terms of, you know, culture, there's nothing really more ingrained in America than baseball. Like, it yeah. came up with our country. Mm-hmm. It's America's pastime. And I think it's kind of crazy for it to be, you know, pretty much the fourth would you say the fourth most popular major sport in terms of like right now yeah i'd say nhl is overpassing nhl is probably a little bit more watched yeah i think it's yeah. kind of just i mean soccer's more watched i'd say nascar is probably more watched like are you gonna watch a bruins playoff game or a red sox I'd, I'd watch a bruins yeah. playoff game yeah 100 exactly. percent. and that's i mean i i think there needs to be a, a quick make baseball great again i really think that needs to be <laughs> You know, I don't think there needs to be, like, a Futurama-style fucking I mean, attach the ball to a string. The thing string. that I like to see that will probably bring in some more viewers is this Athletics-Astros brawl. Yeah, like, let's get into that. We need in baseball, especially with the Astros, like, what happened? I, th- mm-hmm. I think you're pronouncing that name. I think you're, yeah. you mean the Asterixes? Yeah, the, the Houston Asterixes. Yeah. Okay. So, today the Astros hitting coach was suspended 20 games and. Lariano, the athletics player that tried to charge into the dugout, he was suspended six games. Yeah, he so, said it wasn't even worth his time. Yeah. Dude, honestly, the Astros hitting coach was the biggest pussy I have ever seen. He was literally egging him on. He's like, yeah, come on over here, boy. Like, fight me. He, like, yeah. has three of his yeah. players well, literally standing in front of him as, like, bodyguards. You know He it. starts sprinting over. He gets in, like, a fighting stance. Doesn't, like, move or anything because he knows he's not going to, like, ever have to throw a punch. Guy's like five feet from him. He just gets tackled by like two of the guys. He stands over him and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you didn't do jack shit. You hit behind your fucking players. He's a dad at a baseball game and his son's not pitching good. Oh, yeah, dude. Great. Great comparison. He's also like, it's kind of weird. It reminded me of that Don Zimmer versus uh, Pedro Martinez fight in like 2003, 2004. Right when... uh, the heat of that, you know, early 2000s Sox-Yankees rivalry where that 80-year-old yeah. yeah. dude came up to him and Pedro lightly tossed him by his ears onto the ground. Pedro whooped that old man. <laughs> like, that was basically the exact same thing, except that old man was way tougher than that, like, 45-year-old man. That's honestly kind of probably depressing. my red, favorite Red Sox highlight. Oh, it was great. Like, yeah, guy, guys it. beating the shit out of an old man. Yeah. It's like, ah, here's your As a broken. Red Sox fan and that guy being a Yankee, but, I mean, like, that is literally every... I mean, maybe he probably shouldn't have done that. Like, maybe don't fuck with Pedro. He's not exactly, you know, playoff Pedro isn't exactly a cheery guy. He's pretty serious. Yeah. 
But, like, I don't even know why the coach was trying to instigate it. Yeah, like, like he really didn't need to. Yeah, that's why, like, I'm I'm happy he got 20 well, games his, for it. His yeah. team basically, I mean, the same pitcher hit the same guy twice. It's not like it was an accident. Like, I understand, like, you know, like, it, it wouldn't be. I mean, I guess, but, like, I don't know. It just doesn't make it's sense. so against the Astros that it's just, like, I don't know how to really view it. I'm just glad teams are, like, getting pissed at them and, like, playing this way against them. Oh. I'm glad that they're kind of been struggling. Oh, they yeah. deserve it. They deserve it. There's, there's yeah. No team deserves to have, like, an actual championship taken away because yeah. they're using something that other teams can't use. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell they're just they're, – they're, they're fumbling. They're struggling. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they're they a little rattled. The pressure. Their top they're guy rattled. is literally 5'6". They're six. rattled by how the league's <laughs> taking it. He's shorter than – dude, he's 5'. He's, He's a got a guy with man. little man disease leading their team. Like, he can hit, though, dude. Yeah, because he knows what's coming in. That's a good point. Come on. Everybody would fucking be as good as a hitter as he is when you know what pitch you're getting. Yeah, they are suspiciously good at hitting baseballs, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Because, like, three or four years ago, they kind of sucked at hitting baseballs. <laughs> which is... It's, it seems like when they got that uh, new coach... What was it, A.J. Hinch? Yeah. Yeah, that that guy comes in there and kind of, you know, cheats up the place. Some writer yeah. for Sports Illustrated predicted they were going to win it, like, four years in advance. Dude, I, I remember so many people were thinking George Springer was going to be the next, like, Mike Trout. He really was, he really was supposed He's to be that so good. He's so overrated. He's up there with Andrew Benatendi's overrated Oh, players. don't say that. All right, speaking of Benatendi, let's get, let's get into the Red Sox. I want to talk about yeah, these fucking bums. These guys are fucking bums. Two for 36, is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. .056 batting average. But Benny, the thing is, is like... Benny ball game. Still, How the fuck you doing, buddy? Why are we still, like, putting him in the starting spot or, like, or lead off? Nah, like, there's... Nah, Renicky's starting to wake the fuck up and get him out of the lineup. Yeah. Like, he's, he's only... He's gone the least that bats out of all the outfielders. Verdugo, JBJ, and, um... <laughs> Pilar have been getting more at-bats. We yeah. have to have the best defensive outfield in the MLB, though, right? With Pilar. M- with out? Yeah, with Pilar, Pilar JBJ, and, yeah. and... They're both insane. Dude, that's ridiculous. Verdugo the other night Verdugo's made, pretty made like, a pretty too. nasty yeah. catch. Dude, that's actually... That, that Here's the thing, though. I feel like defense has never mattered less in baseball in terms of, like, outfield defense. Infield <laughs> defense, I feel like it's all been able to, like... I, I just feel like players have gotten fast like like baseballs haven't gotten yeah i don't know how to explain like baseballs haven't gotten more difficult to catch but they've gotten more difficult to throw batters out if that makes sense i don't know i feel like yeah. pitchers have gotten a lot better though too pitchers have gotten yeah. better that is true and they're also juicing the balls to inflate the home run numbers mm. oh dude yeah that's facts bro. you think so oh Judge hits 50, and then Pete Alonso hits 50 a year or two after? Yeah, that's not a coincidence. Can I give you a, a really... I'm, I'm gonna... I don't... I have no fucking... Any sort of information backs up off them. How about axe-handle baseball bats? Do you think that's part of it? Yeah. No, seriously. Because uh, I feel like... I, I've seen those. Those are uh, significantly lighter than normal, like... What is it? Not dense, but like not non-hollow baseball bats. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it makes a lot more sense to have a smaller, like, area to control when you swing. Yeah. 
But as for the Red Sox, Moreland this year has been playing out of his mind. Mitchy, he's back in the lineup. He's playing, he's playing amazing baseball. Yeah, dude, he's got a thousand two ninety nine OPS right now. Insane. That's Barry Bonds numbers. That is right Barry there. Bonds numbers. Yeah, he's Literally. got. He's tied for fourth in homers with six. Is. Yeah, he's hitting three twenty three with 12, 12 RBIs. Probably also, another player playing out of his mind is Pat Devers too. Oh yeah, wait, Pat Devers? I mean, <laughs> I just thought. <laughs> 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 Not Pat Devers. <laughs> Ra- Raphael Devers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's Not been, the he's... kid from our high school. No. Oh yeah. Raphael Devers. No. Playing Ra- out of his mind. Really? You I don't keep, think so? I, I, I think, think he's I think pretty well lately. <laughs> that ass, I think Devers has been doing butt cheeks. I don't know. He's, 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 bat, he's <laughs> either, batting 175 he's batting 170. With, with 21 strikeouts. I'm saying fielding, I think he's been playing pretty good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's, he hasn't been doing bad. I've, I've only seen him make like a couple errors so far. Like He's, he's doing pretty good. No, but last year, last year Devers was like doing so good. I thought he was gonna beat Trouto for MVP, and he was playing like a, he was playing like Gold Glover too. It was crazy, but Ben Attendee this year, I think he's arguably maybe the most overrated player in baseball. Yeah, the ladies love him too. Oh yeah, it's the hair. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if they still love him when he's in Pawtucket. Yeah, Pawtucket's <laughs> nice this time of year. What are you talking about? Dude, if he doesn't start hitting the ball, I, I'm dead ass. You put him in Pawtucket, get his confidence back up. Have him go down there, hit 400. Dude, he'll probably fucking shoot himself. There's nothing to do in Pawtucket. <laughs> like, there's, like... Yeah, but it has to be What is he going to do, look at an old abandoned factory for a few hours? Like, there's literally... Nah, he's going to watch Alex Verdugo steal his job. He probably... You know, he's definitely going to. Oh, yeah. Verdugo's very, very talented. Yeah. But... And I don't think that... Like, who's... Who else is there really available for outfielders this year? Like, I really don't think there's anybody, like... Yeah, what, on the free agency market or well, on the, free in the agency dugout? And in, um, on the trade block at this point, just because, uh, of, like, at the end of this year, I feel like we're going to need some sort of overhaul. We're probably going to get rid of Jackie Bradley at I this feel point. like I haven't heard of one trade in the MLB going down. Just because of Corona, nobody wants to stop yeah, players. Yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely don't want to fucking spread it's it all gonna, out. They're probably going to have to, like, quarantine. Yeah, we'll trade you. Like, yeah, two-week quarantine period. Fuck that. But another guy that's been struggling this year is J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Batting two thirty three with one homer and four RBIs. Coming in this year, I thought he had a... He was, like, kind of a dark horse pick for MVP. Didn't think he was going to do it, but he could finish, like, top five in MVP voting. So far, he's been one of the worst players in the lineup. Like, he's not even the best player on the Red Sox this year. I, I don't even know if I'd put him in top three or four for best players. Like, obviously, I think he is, but right now, the way he's playing, definitely not. I'd have to give fucking... It's a Vasquez, Moreland, Bogarts, probably Verdugo or Kevin Pilar. Yeah, or Valdi. Valdi, actually, I was, I was thinking, actually, Vasquez has actually been having a fantastic season so yeah. far. I think he has four home runs so far. Yeah, for a catcher for a at catcher this that, point, that's... That's like, looking good. And his defense yeah. is always, always, always very solid. So I, I really think that's... You don't really look for offense in a catcher as a main, yeah. you know, attribute. I feel like you look a lot more for, like, pitch framing, defense. Yeah, that's why Veritech was so great. I think there's a lot more to it than just, you know catching a baseball like I think there's a lot more art to it than skill if that makes sense more mm-hmm. so than like any position I think like a guy like Buster Posey that can really just take control of a game um 
just with like knowing what's what to call. Like I think that's a big, an extremely important part of the game. Yeah, I we, agree. Coming up, they said Vasquez was going to be like another Ivan Rodriguez. Obviously, he, he's not, but he like, could be. Defensively, he's pretty good. Defensively, he's it's dude, tough to steal. On. He's a rifle. That dude really has a gun. Yeah, but as for Verdugo, what do you think of him so far? Uh, I think he's been pretty solid. I think you know the Dodgers kind of. I mean, they they get fleeced, obviously, but you know they got they got Mook. Yeah, it's not like and David Price. Uh, yeah, no, they that's, just wanted them the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, this really just reminds me of that Carl Crawford trade. Back in the day, yeah, but we were so happy when he got out of Boston, dude. It, just when we dumped that entire entire team, yeah, Gonzalez, Josh Beckett. It was it was just such a shit show at that point that I feel like we needed just to get rid of everybody, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, that's probably gonna have to happen again. We keep we keep doing that thing where we're just really yeah, good for a year. Players, and then it doesn't work out, and we're like, all right. But it seems start. to all gel. It seems to all gel for about one year, though, and that's all you really need. And I know I'd take, you know, two or three seasons out of the playoffs for, you know, one ring, obviously. Like, people yeah. lasted... How long was it? Was it 87 years? 86. 86 years? Fucking... Can you believe The Red Sox it? had to wait? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And they missed the playoffs a lot in between then. Oh, yeah. And they didn't get shit. But as for the pitching, I want to talk about pitching for a little what bit. What pitching? They have a lot of pitchers that need to, like, watch fucking before they get sent down to Pawtucket. Top guy is Ryan Weber. That guy is fucking batting practice. He is <laughs> so bad. He has a nine-something ERA right now, and he's the third <laughs> starter in the rotation. Yeah, and they just cut Brian Johnson the other day. Why wouldn't they bring him up? Start him over this guy. This guy is clearly doing dog shit. He's allowing an average in a run per inning if he pitched a complete game. Yeah. Dude, I think they're, they're honestly probably better off putting some one of those hitters in there. I re- I, like, I, I genuinely think it would be better for the team as a whole. Let's see what Chavez can do on the mound. Throw Dude. Ben Attendee out there. Maybe he can contribute Dude, that would somehow. be a good idea. I'd actually honestly pay to see that. Yeah, and then he would let up. Just like Ben Attendee on the mound just throwing dots. Yeah. But then you got Matt Barnes coming into the year. He was one of the guys I trusted. But now his ERA's in the fives. Nice, like Other whole, night he blew the lead to... Yeah, he blew the lead versus the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge just took him apart. Well, like That happens. That happens to be yeah, fair. But it's, it's, I feel, I feel like it's he's, the gavel, dude. I feel like it's always happening in Yankee Stadium, though. He's always letting up a homer past the seventh inning. Close game with the Yankees. Yeah, that's not ideal for a guy in the pen. Oh, yeah. Then you got Ryan Brazier, Matt Hall, Jeff Springs, and uh, Dylan Covey. You know, all guys with ERAs with six above. I, With uh, Hall, Brazier, and Springs being in double digits. I've actually never heard of those last two guys. Really? Ever in my entire well, you life. Might as, you might as well forget it because you're not going to be hearing them after a month uh, when they get cut. That's great. Yeah, these guys fucking suck. Uh, yeah, no. But for the guys that have at least been like doing good in the rotation and bullpen, Avaldi right now is ERA bumped up to a 4.09. He was 2-0 and with a 2-something ERA, and now he's up to that. So, But, I mean, I still trust him out there. He's the ace of the staff right now. You got to trust them at some point. Martin Perez is the guy that has really turned it around. Last time we were talking about him, he had an ERA up in double digits. Now it's down to 3.45, the lowest for a starter on the team. He's actually looking better than Valdi right now. He's turned it around. What are you thinking about him? Uh, I mean, I think our pitching as a whole, obviously, this year wasn't going to be one of our bright spots, but I feel like uh, Perez and, honestly, I think Valdi honestly really has stepped it up this year. Last year wasn't 
great. Last year he was brutal. It, but, like, it wasn't... I, I don't know. I feel like he had that kind of, like, World Series hangover type thing where it was just, Whole like... Whole team, dude. Yeah, it was just, like, sort of a, you know, off year for him. Because, like, I, I, I thought, like, when he got that offer from the Yankees, I was like, oh, he's gone. Like, we're just going to completely, you know, just wash our hands of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not too stoked on him, but, uh, you know, he's... Uh, we we need pitchers. Mm-hmm. Zach Godley's been doing pretty good. I think you should take Ryan Weaver's spot for the third starter. He has a three nine seven right now. First time he came in, pitched four shutless innings or shutout innings, and then Workman as the closer. He's been doing good. He has like one eight, doing nasty. Heath Hembry, he turned it around. He was in like four or fives last time we were talking about the Red Sox. He's now down to two five seven. Like that's insane. That's the best besides Workman as the closer. That's um the second lowest DRA on the team behind my boy Phillips Valdez. Well, next Pedro, he's pitched nine point one innings pitched, second most by a bullpen guy on the team. He has a zero point nine six ERA. Jesus. Yeah. He is he's healing. been holding it down. I, I was talking about him last time. Dude, he has insane location. He's a good strikeout artist. Like I don't know, I think he looks like he should be a starter, but he looks like he's a good, pretty good long relief type pitcher. Like, he can go two or three innings, an all-out run. Um, I like him. So far, he's probably the newcomer in the bullpen that I like the most. I feel like this one guy we're forgetting. Who? Mr. Consistent. Michael Waldman? Xander Bogarts. Oh, yeah, in the lineup. You didn't even yeah, yeah. speak about him. Oh, you know, Bo- Bogarts word. has been the same old Bogarts. Oh, like, yeah, it, Bogarts, it, Bogarts, Bogarts. Yeah. He's... he's, he's, he's Proven that he's arguably the best shortstop in the American League. I, I think he's probably all around. He might be, he might be the dude. I, I'm not gonna say best in the MLB, but I'm he, he he's close. As at a, at their careers right now, at the point that Bogarts is at, who do you who would you rather have, Hanley or Bogarts? What kind of question is that, dude? Bogarts. Really, Hanley Ramirez? I mean, Hanley was bad. Like well, dude, he's, but, he, was but he crashed and burned so yeah, hard. But no, I'm saying you don't that, know what those I'm next years the, of Bogarts. I'm saying at the be. point that they're at right now, Hanley Ramirez, when he was 27 years old on the yeah, but I know that it up. I know yes, Bogarts right now. I understand, but I, I I know for a fact that Hanley Ramirez is going to start to get shitty. I don't know for a fact that Bogarts is going to start. All right, start I'm saying to get right shitty. now they're 27, like 25 to 30 years old. Yes, right now. Right now, who would you rather have, Hanley at his prime or Bogarts right now? Bogarts. All right. Because Hanley at his prime eventually turns into fat first baseman I'm not saying Hanley. I'd pick Hanley, but I'd, I'm saying it's like a way bigger debate than what you're making. I mean, if Xander Bogarts... Yeah, Hanley was nasty. Obvious, I would say. Yeah. Hanley looked like he was going to be going to Cooperstown, and then he fell off. I mean, he was a really good hitter. His defense was okay. It wasn't When he could move and great. he was a shortstop. Yeah, no, when he good. was skinny, he was really good. Yeah, and really then when talented. he started getting big, that's when it was like, all right. When he pulled the nice sand of all Yeah, yeah, he's not going to Cooperstown. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't... Dude, what is up with baseball being the only sport where you can get fat and no one says a fucking word? Because you can become a DH. Like, it, it really doesn't make sense. Like, they're... Yeah, you can... Is that why it's so American? You can just chill on the bench and hit three times, three four times a game. Dude, like if you like, there's really like talented players you that were like obese. Like, dude, Big Poppy probably legitimately Big obese. Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn, that's a great one. Yeah. C- uh, Cecil and Prince Fielder. Cecil and no, Prince. Biggest one, Pablo Sandoval. Sandoval was big. Uh, John Cruck, when he was fat, that was a oh, good yeah. one. David Wells, pitcher. David Wells, he was yeah. a big dog. Mm. Oh, well, I like how we're just fat shaming a bunch of fucking <laughs> former MLB players. Hopefully, none of them hear this and start crying. Who would you rather have um going out to the mound late in the game, 
Marcus Walden or Connor Colton Brewer? Colton Brewer, because I know who that is. I don't know. You don't know Walden? No. Last year, he had an ERA in like the threes. Here's the problem with that. I did not watch a lick of baseball last year. I was completely suckered into MMA pretty much for the entire year, and I could not watch anything else. I'm sick, dude. Great. (laughs) Shut the fuck. How's it going? All right. Let's move on to the final segment of the day. We're ranking the top five rookie seasons of the 21st century. Rosie, how about you start us off with who you got at number five? Oh, I'll be happy to. Uh, number five, I have good old Pete Alonzo. Uh, that he has the, you know, I think it's pretty impressive that he broke the record. You know, only what a year, two years after. I think it's two years after Judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fifty three home runs in a season is ridiculous for anybody, and to do that as a rookie is just literally unheard of because no one has gotten more. Yeah. Uh, I think he, you know, I think he's gonna be pretty consistent for a while. He's a good player. Uh, he just fucking hits dongs, dude. There's not much to say. I know. I, I honestly didn't put that season in my top five. The yeah, yeah, he hit, he hit 50 homers, but I don't know. I just, I, I'm not on, I don't really believe he's like that good. I think Aaron Judge is a way better player than he oh, is. Yeah, Alonzo, I just think is a big guy that is like strong, so he hits homers. But he, but hit 50, he also 50. gets a lot of strikeouts. There's a lot of strong guys that can hit baseball. I mean, this year he's he doing hit, terrible. But he hit 50. Three. Yeah, he hit 50 last year. More let's than see, anyone see, else has ever hit go. in their first season. All right, cool, but, Aaron, but Ju- Aaron Judge, you look at him, you see a big athlete. Alonzo, I just see a big guy with a baseball bat. But there are big guys with a baseball bat that have been better than big athletes. Like, I think that's a bad... I think that's a... I mean, like, guy that I can think of is, like, Adam Dunn. Like, Alonzo could be, like, an Adam Dunn. That's a... But, really? Yeah. Adam know. Dunn? Yeah. You think Adam Dunn? I mean, Dunn Adam Dunn has like 400-something career homers. Yeah, but he batted like 215. Yeah, which is Alonzo. what I'm getting at. Alonzo's going to be a home run or strikeout type of guy. He was like, what, 260, 270 last year? He wasn't bad. Like, it was average. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not big on Pete Alonzo. For number five for my list, I have Jose Fernandez in 2013. Yep. He had a 6.6 wins above replacement. His totals that year was twelve and six with a two nineteen ERA. That's low. And, and he had a league leading five point eight hits per nine innings. Yeah, so, he was playing out of his mind. Yeah, Jose Fernandez right now. Mhm. Yeah, it's the saddest thing ever. If um Jose Fernandez, if he never died, he'd probably be top three pitcher in baseball right now. He was nasty. Yeah. Here's a tip for the kids: don't do cocaine on boats. It is not fucking safe. <laughs> Rule. So number four, who do you got? Uh, number four, I have Mike Trout. Wow, uh, he okay. had a wow, big, really? he had a wow. big boy season in 2011. Fifty six, yeah, fifty six steals, thirty something home runs, batted over three hundred. I think that's one of the best rookie seasons ever. <laughs> well, if not the well, we'll see. We'll see where I rank it later. In oh, oh my okay. List, but I strongly disagree with that number four yeah, place. That's Coon. not how I take, dude. I think you have to have a number one or two. Yeah. Coon, who did you have at number four? At number four, I had Ichiro. Ooh, okay. What? Ichiro at number four. The only reason I have him at number four is because right, I'm just going to give my number three is Pujols, mm-hmm. which is insane if they there was only one rookie of the year, like they didn't have an AAL and NL. Yeah. But like that would have been an insane race. But, yeah, I have Ichiro at number four. Uh, easily one of my favorite players of all time. Dude's got at one fourth. of the best arms in the outfield. At fourth. Yes, I have him 
Dude, I have Ichiro at one. He had the all right, most all hits. Alright, so if oh. with Kuhn, with your placement, I would actually flip flop that. I have Pujols at number four. Yeah. He, he got a 6.6 war when Ichiro got a 7.7. Uh, Ichiro his season at 350 when Pujols hit 329. Uh, Ichiro got 242 hits. I honestly don't know the hit totals for Pujols, but Pujols got 47 doubles that year, which is monster numbers for doubles. Yeah, and then obviously Ichiro, like he was never a home run or RBI type guy. He was just hits. Getting, yeah, getting hits all the time. So Pujols kills him with 37 homers and 130 RBIs, but Ichiro got the MVP that year. So, I think you have to give the nod to Ichiro since he won MVP. Pujols didn't get it that year. And uh, Ichiro also had 56 stolen bases. So, that's mainly the reason why I gave him number three instead of Pujols. I think give important, him Pujols number four. An important thing to point out is that he also did break the record for most hits in a season in the MLB that year. Not a year after. No, that was his rookie yeah, year. That was 2001. Was the year after. Yeah, he got like 370 the year after. No, or was, 270. No, no, he, he got the... No, no, he got the... That was the year he broke it initially. No, though. 240. He got I'm f- telling you it was. I'll bet you 100 bucks right Dude, now. The record wasn't 242 hits. You want to bet? I'm, I'm not going to bet. bet? Pull, up, pull up right now. <laughs> oh. right, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're right, I'll score. Oh, 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 look at right, this now. Oh, wait. Oh, Ryan, here we yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, 242 hits broke the record that year. Let's keep going. His rookie year. Oh, 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 but there's 262, oh! But you understand that he broke the record initially, and that was the first time in like 100 years. Look up George Sisler's record. He he definitely had more than 240. Just look up George Sisler. It was back in like the 20s or 30s. I'm telling you it wasn't. It was definitely more than 242. Fuck! 257? Oh, yeah, I'm Finney LaRosa. Why did I think that year was the same... Did he not win MVP that year? He was in seventh? What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, what the fuck happened that season? Kuhn, I should have took that bet. I know. Is that serious? I was thinking about it. I was about to say, whoever's right, he has to smoke the other up on a bull. How did they give him seventh in the MVP that year? Who knows? Vlad Guerrero? Man, can't hit on the boy's flash. Dude, he yeah. had a 5.6 war, and Ichiro had a 9.2. Damn. So, LaRosi, me and Kuhn had Ichiro Pulos as our three and oh. fours. Who would you have at number three? At number three, I had Aaron Judge. All right. I had, I had the gavel. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging that. That is, that yes. is, I am forcing it on everybody. If All that right. is not, if I don't hear that on ESPN within the next week, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> Ooh, there's gonna be a serious problem then, because nobody's gonna hear that. No, I think I think somebody I think somebody's gonna say it out of pity, and I'm gonna be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's gonna be this kid that might jump off a roof if he doesn't hear the gavel on ESPN this week. So for number two, I had actually Judge's season. I thought that was the second best season ever. Obviously, yeah. initially hit the home run record. He got 114 RBIs that season too. He had a 7.9 wins above replacement with a 284 average. So it's not, like, awesome, but it's not bad at the same time. It's not in the 300s, but 284 is pretty respectable. Yeah, I judge a number two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin, I just don't – I don't understand how you could have um, – well, right, well, well, first off, Florissa, who do you have as number two? As number two, I'm going yeah, yeah. to switch – 
I'm gonna switch. Well, let's get into that in like 30 seconds, Coom. When we hear yeah. number two, is. number two, I I have uh, Jose Fernandez. All right, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous yeah. season. I have to put a pitcher in the top five. Yeah. So you got Ichiro as number one. Though? I I do, but I think I think I'm gonna switch Ichiro. And Trout. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. 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 Now now he's switching. Cause he realized well, no, I, realize, I, I really didn't realize. I honestly thought that he broke that hits record as rookie year for some reason. Yeah. Because that's why I was thinking, why else would he win the MVP? Like, if he only hit, not only hit three fifty, but, like, there's other players there. It's because they're like, wow, this guy can actually hit 242. But like, how are they rookie? not going to think, like, it, it, what were they thinking? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, no, but, oh, this Japanese dude who hits 390 in Japan is not going to be able to hit a baseball because it's thrown by a white guy? Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. But as for number one, Kuhn, I agree with you. I don't, I don't understand how we didn't have Mike Trout in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he was... He, real yeah, he was so hyped up that fucking season. That catch he made in home runs, versus yeah, after, Baltimore. Yeah, he robbed a bunch of yeah, home runs. Yeah, that, right that's going to go down as arguably probably his best highlight. He had 30 homers, 83 RBIs. The RBI numbers weren't really that good. It's like respectable 83, but... Usually MVP you'll see like 100 RBIs, something like that. Mm. But he also had 49 stolen bases back when he wasn't like a rock and was like strong as fuck. He was like actually wicked fast. Yep. He'd steal a ton of bases. Plus he had a 10.5 wins above replacement. Now to get a 10 plus wins above replacement, only 15 players in MLB history have ever done that. With the majority of them being back in like the Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio type days. In the modern yeah. era that like only person that ever did that was like a Rod and Barry Bonds, but Mike Trout did that in his rookie season. It's ridiculous. Like with Jesus. that, with that stat right there, how do you not call Mike Trout's rookie season the best of the twenty first century? Yeah, this is no doubt. Yeah, I changed my mind on that. Yeah, but dude, I don't know. You had a lot of time to think about it, and you thought Ichiro's yeah, was yeah. better. What made you when you were looking at Trout and Ichiro? What made you go, "Oh, Ichiro's season's better than Trout's"? Uh, my incorrect research and my no, memory that I thought. What you don't know how to read baseball reference? Oh, Jose Fernandez yeah. was a god. No one pitched. No one has a two point one ERA at twenty one. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Who does that? Nobody has a ten point five WAR at twenty one. Who was Fernandez's that year? Six point six. Okay, that's pretty solid. That's oh yeah, no, one. that's why I have him in my top five. I Man, that's like that's like close to an MVP season. What's an MVP season? Usually like eight, seven to eight, I think. It's usually yeah. like three to four is all-star. Mookie's in 2018 was like top 15 all-time for a season. That, yeah, it was like 10.8, something like that. It was like up there. That's because Mookie's a god. Yeah. But, I don't know. Kuhn, what was mainly the big factors for you with Trout? I mean, Trout, I think even like right now, like continuing, I mean, I know you can't really like base it off of like what he became after, but I feel like the hype around him that season and then what he became after is like what really put like my like reasoning for him being number one and that season he was just a god he was a god in outfield mm-hmm. uh, he's one of the best outfielders and that season he played like one of the best outfielders we've ever seen yeah and, i mean he's so young doing it like that i mean it was insane mm-hmm. and i mean you could say like ichiro that season was one of the best outfielders but Mike Trout was just a god, throwing people out left and right. Yeah, I felt like I was seeing him on top ten all the time. You couldn't hit center field and it not result in an out. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely the best player since 
Ken Griffey Jr., but we'll save that debate for another day because next week I really want to get into that debate, whether yeah. it's Trout or Griffey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. All right, and that concludes today's episode of Unfiltered with the 258. Thanks for listening, and check back in on Friday for NHL and NBA.